0: Selfless the Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Mason Boy, joined as always by Gladios Turner
1: and That's who's- Yeah, baby,
2: yeah. All right, gentlemen. I'd like, I'd like to start by thanking a good friend, a listener of the show, a loyal listener, uh, Jacob Aronson. Who's that? He is a friend of the show. He is? Long listener. Yeah. And he's a league mate, Glenn. He's been in our oh, league for yeah. a long time. That's, That's the correct. guy who came in second place last year. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You are correct. I'm sure he's smiling about that right now. Um, But he provided Mason and I the credentials for HBO Max, something that we did not have access to. So we, not just Glenn, but all of us, the whole show could watch Hard Knocks. And now we can all talk about it. Right, Mason? Why are you? Why?
0: Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> two,
3: two.
2: Uh, so huh? it gonna, the truth what? was going to come out anyway.
3: Let me get this straight, okay? You had the access from a good friend, fellow league member, loyal listener to the podcast, to watch HBO Hard Knocks training camp with the Dallas Cowboys and you Mason simply just chose not to I didn't choose not to Glenn I have a life okay Fair but I'm buying that I'm not buying it <laughs> because you know we talk about here's the thing that we talk about on the show for a while Mason. now if you've been listening to this show for the past, this is our this is our fourth season. Uh, yeah, this is our fourth season. If you've been listening to the uh, to the podcast for the past three years, going into our fourth year, you would know that my co-host and good friend of mine, Mason Boyd, has what we like to call. Well, right now he's got a loud ass mic because I'm hearing everything he's typing. He has what we like to call, toilet bowl mentality. Oh yeah, because watching
0: Hard Knocks (laughs) is gonna make it. Oh shut the fuck up!
2: Shut the fuck up! No Mason, I think Glenn. I don't Oh oh,
0: yeah, cause me me watching Dap Prescott cry on the sideline. Oh my shoulder hurts. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: no, Mason. I I think Glenn. Oh my god! Now I feel like I can
0: win.
1: I can win.
2: Toilet bowl mentality I is not is just anywhere. a fantasy thing, I don't think it was what you're saying. It's just a life thing. Right.
3: My right. life's going fine. <laughs> <laughs> it may be right now. But the football season hasn't started <laughs> so, right? Yeah, talk to me in a in a month when I'm so already 0-4. Uh, yeah, when you're 0-4, trying to win another toilet bowl. But yeah, like that's just the thing—it's total bowl mentality. Like, like you have the opportunity, you know, it's there for you. Some might even call it a privilege. What Jake Aronson did, giving you his login, gave you the access to watch a football show about America's team, and you chose not to.
0: Yeah, because I don't give a fuck about America's team, Glenn. That's why if it was the Patriots, I would watch it. Damn.
3: Damn. So that's so how you really feel. I did. So so basically what you're saying is you hate America.
0: I mean, I think that's separate from football, but yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he's... <laughs> beautiful. We'll need another uh, podcast for that. I know. I watched it, Glenn. I watched it... Uh, I actually had the the privilege the luxury to be able to watch it while i was working oh yeah (laughs) i don't have that privilege so uh so it was nice and easy for me but it was good and it was actually the first time i've ever watched hard knocks ever full episodes i've only seen clips in the past and i gotta say it's pretty cool um one of the takeaways of just hard knocks in general so far with the second episode is that sometimes you get to see the consequence of being forced to push out an episode every week because 10 minutes into the second one all we talked about was Zeke's gooch and his baby powder and uh Danucci playing chess
3: that was the first 10 minutes wait so we're talking about hard knocks right now of course okay so this is a segment we like to call hard knock life Go ahead, so continue about your your issues that you had with the first episode of Hard Knocks.
2: Mason's name is now America sucks. By the way. <laughs> no i was just saying i was just saying i see the consequence of having a force a weekly episode because you need content you have to put out an hour an hour and if you don't get anything in the week maybe you don't have anything going and i was just saying i felt that way because for the first 10 minutes of the second episode if we didn't really get anywhere like i was saying we talked about zeke needing baby powder for his gooch and dave the DeNu- new dave denucci
3: ben ben DeNucci. ben denucci
2: playing chess for like a two a two minute segment but no it picked up after that and it, they're actually really good um hey, my take my takeaways for like fantasy and the players and stuff was that Zeke looks really good. He looks slimmer. He looks like he has a lot more energy, a lot more confidence. I think it's really cool to see the actual players um, going about training camp because you actually get to see their mood, how in the game they are. And he seems pretty, pretty like ready for the season. Looks good. Looks quick. And uh, in the second episode, they're talking a lot about CD Lamb. CD Lamb getting a lot of hype, looks good. He's a monster. A lot of rookies or a lot of uh, good talent tend to, uh, like, especially running backs and, and wide receivers. And Mason, I know you like to hear about the tight ends, they do tend to, to start to break out in their second year. And I think CD Lamb was already primed for that. And they just kind of enforced that more in the second episode, talking about how great he's been looking. So, I'm definitely looking out for him.
3: Yeah, I mean, with the word's he, out. Right. Uh, obviously, uh, even if you weren't watching Hard Knocks, CD Lamb um, is going over everybody's radar as possible breakout candidate this year for fantasy. That being said, with Dak Prescott, healthy. First episode of Hard Knocks you saw, and as you've seen, and I'm sure if you get your fantasy updates, news alerts for football, Dak suffered a solar strain um, in the first episode before week one of preseason. And it made him out of uh, normal QB activities. My takeaway from it was at Hard Knocks, when they first showed Dak throwing and getting back in the practice mode wanting to get back on the field, like he was like determined, like ready to go, like he wants to play football. He missed playing, you know, from last year, obviously his season got cut short with the ankle injury. Now he wants to get back on the field, be the best quarterback he can be, and lead this team to their ultimate goal, which would be a Super Bowl victory. Um, I was talking to Craig about this. Now, those of you who don't know Craig, he's also a fellow league member, good friend of ours, friend of the pod. He's been on a couple of times. And he said, after watching two episodes of Hard Knocks, he said, I feel like the Dallas Cowboys are boring. And I'm <laughs> like, well, I said, that's a little biased. But I can see where he's come from because nothing – in the show, unlike previous seasons, has been like kind of like juicy. Like normally every year, you have your um, you know storylines around the stars of the team. Like a couple of years ago, when they did the Raiders, it was about the whole Antonio Brown saga when he signed with them, if he was going to play for them, blah blah blah, this and that. So there's more drama in the other ones. Yeah, kind of- I feel like I feel like right now, and, and the thing is too, what I'm also learning is I I am now a less of a fan of Mike McCarthy than I was before I watched Hard Knocks. <laughs> So like last year he didn't rub me the right way, but this year like everything that he says I'm just like it kind of seems like bullshit. The only thing I, I that liked, same feeling too, but the only thing that I liked that he said was the whole Mojo moment thing when he referenced Austin Powers because I respect the man who references Austin Powers because it's, it's a great film series. Other than that, it's like I feel like he's just I don't want to say it, but I feel like I have to. He's like Jason Garrett 2.0. Oh. Whoa, that's gotta be hard to say. And then people be like, "Oh, but Glenn, you know, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach, this and that." Come on, man. (laughs) Like, like when you see, when you see, like in the meetings that they have, the team meetings with Mike McCarthy and stuff. Like, does he seem like a guy who, like, you'd be like afraid to piss off and to disappoint as your coach? Like, there are just some coaches that you have, and these are, I think, make the best coaches, whether it's football or any sport. They put. Like Kind of like an intimidation factor into their players. They can motivate players to perform to their best ability, but they're also afraid to let the coach down because you know that they'll lay into your ass. I feel like Mike McCarthy isn't that kind of coach. You can drop all the F-bombs you want, but at the end of the day...
2: that's just- <laughs> Yeah, it almost felt like so much of what he was saying just felt like gas yeah. Uh, you, a lot of f-bombs to make it sound like he's trying to motivate you but it just it seems all hollow and doesn't seem like a guy you'd want to win for
3: right and i like i said i don't fucking know last year wasn't a good start uh to his head coaching tenure obviously even even with the games that we did have Dak, a lot of those games were losable because we our defense was trashed then you go to the rest of the season without your starting quarterback, and it was tough. And they finished six and ten. So you bring out a guy like Jason Garrett, and you bring in Mike McCarthy, and it's kind of the same result, if not worse. Jason Garrett is known for going eight and eight. Mike McCarthy in the first year, the Cowboys go six and ten. That being said, you didn't have Dak Prescott for most of the season, but you know, it's, it's nothing. Like he, he's he's got to find a way to rally the troops and turn this team into what they need to be and that's a championship football team (sighs) I like the kid uh, that rookie that they showed in the second episode Um, the Kamara guy and his story was pretty cool he came from uh, where was he from I honestly don't remember where they said he was from I feel like it was some place in Africa
2: that's what I assume yeah And then, uh, (laughs) okay, true. (laughs) Yeah, why'd you assume that? No, because his accent, and oh, Oh, I, I, and usually, if they name if you name a country that's like you don't know, it's usually somewhere in Africa, they got too many countries in there,
3: right? What you need to cut down on those countries.
2: (laughs) Oh, let me look at this dude, Cowboys, not Camara, Camara. All right. you, got, you got too many countries. Azure, man. Azura Kamara. Went to college in Kansas. All um, right, now that I know his name, hold on. Um, born, yeah, in the Ivory Coast. The Ivory country Coast. just 26 million nestled into Western Africa. Say? Yeah, I knew it was something. I, That's why we didn't remember, because they didn't say a country, just the Ivory Coast. Right. I don't know what that is.
3: Uh, but his is pretty no. cool. Trying to make the roster. And like I said, usually every year on Hard Knocks, they go through their rookies and, uh, you know, undrafted free agents who were just trying to make the team. And uh, I like this story. I like this family being there for that second preseason game, looking, uh, you know, pretty proud of him, his mom and stuff. And um, you
2: might not make the team.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, you know. But um, it was good. As far as they didn't show much of Dak in the second practice. It was more Ben DiNucci as far as, you know, trying to figure out a backup role. Who's the backup going to be? Because we saw DiNucci a little bit last year. And then um, we got no, to you're see right, little...
2: though. Go ahead. Dak, Dak really, um, you can really tell that he's just like burning to play. Every time they take him off the field, he gets mad. He's like, it's like I want to be out there. They took me out. I want to be all out right, there.
3: All right. And that's the thing, like I I get his fire to play the game, and I love to see that as a Cowboys fan, knowing that, like, that's your quarterback who wants to go to war for this team, wants to do all he can to get better and, and, you know, make the team better. Um, But you also got to kind of – you got to go through the motions a bit. And that's the thing. I was talking to Craig about it, and Craig was kind of worried about Dak, like, all these reports that are now coming out about his shoulder strain, how it could linger into the regular season. Schefter's worried. Tim Hasselbeck on ESPN. Craig said he was worried about, you know, his fantasy value if he doesn't play. And he doesn't like how he's not getting action in preseason games and how in week one they're just going to throw him to the Wolves against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I was telling Craig, like, I I honestly think the shoulder strain was a product of, one, he's been away from football for so long and he went from zero to 100 in practice, like, constantly throwing. You saw that on hard knocks. Like, he was just – every rep you're throwing, you know, this and that. And I think it was just, like, kind of like an overdone thing. You know, when you – when you usually in training camps or, you know, spring trainings for baseball, everything, you ease into it. I feel like it would be the equivalent of a pitcher in spring training throwing, like, 100 pitches for a bullpen. Like, you wouldn't do that right away. You got to ease yourself into throwing, get better every day at practice, do this and that, until you can get some game reps. As far as him not playing in preseason, I'm fine with that. I don't give a fuck. You know, he's he's smart enough to know the offense. The only thing is, it's, it's going to be, I think – Him playing in the regular season, he's got to get used to, one, having that mindset and the confidence to be able to use that ankle that he broke last year. It's going to be tough the first couple times he gets hit because whether it's an injury in football, any sport, even wrestling, like guys are afraid to land a certain way that kind of, you know, it's the same way that they broke their shit before, whether it's an ACL, a broken bone, whatever. You got to kind of like train your mind to let your body be what it needs to be, especially for a game that's as physical as football. Um, I, Like I said, I'm okay with Dak not getting any preseason reps. You do in-game situations at practice. You don't need your quarterback to get hit because the last thing on earth we need is for him to go out there in a preseason drive, get knocked down or hit, and then he's not able to go for week one against Tampa or week two and miss regular season games. I'm fine with him going out there no preseason drives, nothing, you know, here and there. I would, ideally, I'd like to see him play a drive in the last preseason game just so we can, you know, play with pads and play against the team and do this because, like Craig said, it's going to be tough going against Super Bowl champions, and the defense is tough as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week one in Tampa um, to start the season, especially Dak, who hasn't played football longer than anybody else, you know, going back to last year. But if I'm the coach, I'm sitting in the rest of the preseason – let him do his reps in practice, get ready for week one. Because him missing time, any regular season time, is not good for the team. Preseason, I don't give a fuck about it. We haven't seen Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup or anyone. Yeah, I feel they? like – well, the thing is, in Hard Knocks 2, and this has happened in the past, a lot of superstars kind of – some of them kind of avoid the cameras. They don't want to be on the documentary, this and that. Guys like Dak, Zeke, yeah. they embrace it, whatever – Um, You see Cooper on the sidelines a little bit. He's starting to get back into action after coming off the PUP list. Haven't seen much of Michael Gallup. Like Sean. he was hurt. Is he coming back? Is he looking good? I mean, we don't know. Hard Knocks ain't showing it, but, I mean, all signs are pointing to the Cowboys offense having a, you know, full and healthy roster going forward. I think at the end of the day for the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll have two more episodes of Hard Knocks to discuss as far as, you know, storylines on the team and how they pro- progress forward with Dak and everybody at the end of the day, it's going to be coming down to the defense. Um, and if they can, they can make plays that matter most, if they can get key turnovers, if they can bend, but not break, letting up field goals instead of touchdowns uh, just to keep them in the game. Because if that same defense rolls out there, I mean, you add in Mika Parson who looks like a beast on hard knocks and in training camp, um, will it will be enough. He added Dan Quinn as defensive coordinator. I saw a meme on, I think it was on Twitter, of uh, Dan Quinn, and the caption was Dan Quinn at Cowboys training camp. And there was that picture of um, Steve Buscemi from one of the Adam Sandler movies, and he's wearing like a backwards cap, and he goes, Hello, fellow children. <laughs> because Dan Quinn's just like, <laughs> he's like the way he talks, trying to sound like he's like one of the boys. He's an old, dude. But I, I mean, it's funny, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, ultimately, Team's going to go as the defense goes and the offense will be fine as long as Dak's healthy and we'll see what happens as it's helped throughout the season. But we still got a couple more episodes of Hard Knocks to go. Susan, if you want to add anything else to the segment, what do you think? Last thoughts? Mason, no, that's it. you want to add anything, I know you, uh, this segment was built for you, so. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that All was right. Hard Knock Life, brought to you by PD's Pretzels. Twist yourself a pretzel. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Petey's Pretzels, new sponsor this year for the preseason. Uh, they're doing Hard Knock Life. We only got them for a few weeks. So we got to get that out there. But like I said, and we teased at the end of last week's episode, Ready to Rumble Vibrators is going to give that special vibrator away to the number one fan of the Stellar Show, the podcast this year. Uh, so make sure you're active on social media because we might just select you. Take home that special, ready to rumble vibrating. All
2: right, (laughs) moving on. What? What's so fun? It's just so natural. I don't know. I couldn't help but laugh.
3: I mean, that's, (laughs) you know, I don't joke around. No, I know. I know. I know. Right. What do we got today? Today, we are continuing where we left off on our first preseason episode. We're going to run through more of our preseason preview. For the 2021 NFL season, but this time we're talking the National Football Conference. We're gonna run through all the divisions, talk about our fantasy MVPs and X factors, and what we think the outlooks going to look like for the upcoming season. Yeah, to
1: yeah. Since we're on the
3: topic of hard knocks and the Dallas Cowboys, might as well mm-hmm. start with the NFC East. And let's talk about the Cowboys, Mason. What do you think for fantasy? Um. Well. All right. So. I think for sure, X factor
0: for the team is going to be Dak um, because you know we got to see how he comes back from his ankle injury. Obviously, has a shoulder strain right now, so there's a lot of stuff that remains to be seen with him. And I feel, I think we all feel that that team goes as far as he does because last year they didn't have him, and obviously they were six and ten. Their defense blew, um, so if they're going to have a chance to to win games, they need him on the field. Um, MVP, I'm going with Zeke. I know he had a, he had a down year last year, but I think that also had to do with the fact that Dak wasn't there. And, um, you know, people, people are always like, like they say this about both players. They'll be like, well, Dak's only good because Zeke is there. And then they'll say, well, Zeke's only good because Dak's there. And then they, both things can mutually be true. And I don't really understand why that's a bad thing. If you have to game plan for both of those guys, then the game plan is infinitely harder and both of them benefit. Okay. That's kind of just how building a team works. Yeah. Uh, But in relation to Zeke, obviously I think with the, uh, with Dak coming back, I think that takes a lot of pressure off of his shoulders. Um, And hopefully they'll be up in games because of Dak. So Zeke will have more opportunity to run the ball. There was a lot of because because their offense was so bad last year. There was a lot of you know there wasn't game script a lot of the times for for Zeke to really get going because a lot of times Dallas would be down in a lot of games. So um, I think Zeke's going to bounce back personally.
3: Yeah, I think he, I think he is too. Um, like I said, that being said, as long as the offense is healthy, I think Zeke will be fine. Um, the only thing that worries me about Zeke is just if they limit his touches. I think the days of Zeke getting, you know, 25 to 30 touches or at least 25 to 30 carries a game might be over um, just because of the emergence of Tony Pollard, how he can be a different option out of the backfield. He showed that last year. And I think in this offense, you don't need to ground and pound with Zeke Elliott anymore because you have a superstar quarterback in Dak Prescott with three great Wide receiving options and CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. Not to add, not to mention Blake Jarwin coming back at tight end, which brings a boost. Um, so I feel like Zeke won't need to be do much. So in fantasy, I'm lowering his value just a little bit of previous years, um, just based on volume. I think as long as the Cowboys are a successful offense, he'll still get the touchdowns, um, carries near the goal line. They're going to be his. He's going to be catching passes too. Uh, he showed that over the past couple of years that his. Increased target rate and receptions continue to go up. And he's looked more in the passing game now too. But I just just want to lower my expectations on Zeke um, for a bit. But I think he'll still get double-digit touchdowns throughout the year as long as this offense stays healthy. My X factor is going to be... All right, let me do this. My MVP is going to be Dak Prescott, okay? MVP is going to be Dak Prescott. As long as he's healthy, there's no reason he shouldn't be a top three quarterback in fantasy. Um, I think if everything goes right, he's comeback player of the year, and I have a feeling he's going to finish top three in MVP voting too. That's my sizzling hot take earlier of the year. Um, he needs us. After the ankle injury last year, you can see how much he's gearing to play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys and lead this team to where they need to be. My X factor for the Dallas Cowboys is going to be a man who also missed time last year. It's going to be tight end Blake Jarwin. And you say, why not pick one of the receivers like Gallup, CD Lamb, or Cooper? They could all be X factors. It's fine. But I think they're all going to get theirs. Last year, they were just short of all having 100, 100 yard receiving seasons. I think this year they'd do that if they have Dak for the full year. Blake Jarwin, though, is going to be that X factor at tight end to where he could be a guy. You grab real late in the draft, and he could turn out to be, I'm going to say top six, top seven tight end, just based on how the Cowboys' offense goes. I think Jarwin will get looks in the red zone. I think he might win you a couple of weeks, surprisingly.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's why I drafted him last year. Well, right. that's what happens. Yep. Um, Yeah, I'd never, we never got to see him. He went down literally week one. Um, so we couldn't get to actually experience the Blake Jarwin experience. But um, I'm going to say Dak is my MVP as well. We saw he was on an insane pace last year. And although maybe that's that pace is unsustainable, he'll still be very good. I mean, he has all the weapons he could ever want. And even if like Zeke, the running back, you think the running back would take away from the quarterback. But Zeke can catch passes, too. So, you know, just a little flat route and dump it off. And that could be a 20, 50 yard screen pass or something like that using the running back. And in addition to him, plenty of receiving options. It's, it should be amazing. Um, So he's my MVP. I'm going to pick CD lamb as my X factor, because he seems primed, ready to go to have a nice breakout to possibly top 10 year, but he's still fresh. There's still that level of uncertainty because We don't know for sure. We haven't seen top ten from him, uh, maybe like in a game or two. But he was wide receiver twenty last year, so wide receiver two.
3: But I'm I'm pretty sure before Dak went down, he was top ten. Was not just like four weeks though. Just saying
2: four or five weeks. Yeah,
3: I'm looking at he was still good. He was still good in the latter half of the season. I mean, I mean, he was serviceable. or decent. Right, right, but. I think if you have Dak Prescott for the whole year, they every all three receivers Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Cooper reach that one thousand yard mark in receiving. Rather than I don't having, even want to hear yeah. Michael Gallup's name if I'm being honest. It's it's
2: tough because they all see they I'm all sick have to of being burned line. by him. But it's like how, there's a lot of mouths to feed, and I I'm gonna rank Gallup last out of the three. And I'm thinking I'm going to go bold and say CD will be uh, the best wide receiver, although Amari Cooper has proven it. He was, uh, I guess, wide receiver 15 last year. So he did finish better than CD, but uh, I just think Lamb's about to explode this year. Um, But we still don't know for sure. So there's a little bit of an X-factor mentality there. But to to talk about Zeke quick... um, Looking at his stats, this last year, he was still a top 10 guy or maybe fringe, like maybe uh, standard, he was 11 PPR. He was nine. So he's still a very good uh, top 10 type of guy, but his touchdowns were down every year. Aside from last year, he's had um, at least nine touchdowns. Nine was like his worst in 2018. Actually, I'm sorry, 2017 and 2018, but 2016, his first year, he had 16 touchdowns Uh, two years ago. Yeah, 14 touchdowns, and then this last year he only had eight. This is his <laughs> lowest touchdown total yet. And if you have Dak moving that offense the rest of the season and he gets three, four, five more touchdowns, he would still be like a top six, five type of guy, I think. Yeah. So I really think, yes, his snaps did seem to go down. He had a few games where he only got like 12 or 10 attempts. But if you just give him a few more touchdowns, which would come if Dak plays a whole season – I think he's still going to be very good, and of course, we've seen just how good he's looking in the preseason so far.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to weigh in a lot. Like obviously, last year he had problems hanging onto the ball, um, cost the Cowboys a couple drives. But I'm not weighing much into last year because, like you said, the way the offense was between Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert, um, they couldn't move the ball. Right? You know, touchdowns aren't going to happen when you can't get past you know the 40 yard line on the other side. So. We'll see. Like I said, as long as Dak's there, I still got confidence in Zeke. The only thing that worries me is just that he doesn't get as much touches as he used to. So if you're relying on that, you know, 2016 to 2018 Zeke, it could happen, but yeah, it has, he, to, be, uh, it has to be him getting into the end zone, which I think he, will happen because as long as the offense stays healthy, there's no reason he shouldn't.
2: Last year, his, his yardage dropped by 400 yards from the year before.
3: Yeah. That's a big deal. Also, last year, too, banged up offensive line. The only healthy offensive lineman was Zach Martin, Pro Bowl right guard. Um, That's important. He, get back Lyle Collins this year, Tyron Smith. We'll see. Moving on, who are we going to talk about next? You want to talk about the Eagles? Let's do the Giants. All right. Fuck the Eagles. <laughs> the New York football Giants. There's a lot going on here. It's like a yeah. it's like a
2: fantasy graveyard almost. <laughs> is it? I just feel like Saquon and Kenny G. They were very relevant, but I feel like they're really risky. They're both still dealing with problem injury problems, and you just hear talks about how Saquon's probably not going to be that type of guy anymore, or if even if he is, we need to see it first. He's de- he's like not like the top. Five type of guys anymore in the draft, at least due to high risk concerns. I wouldn't. I would draft like McCaffrey, Cook, Zeke, Henry, Kamara over him. While before he was like the number one guy off the board. So I just said this. I don't know. He's taking a step down to me, and that team is tough to Team's do well. Tough.
3: Um, let's just let's just cut down to it, okay? My MVP. As long as he's healthy, it's going to be Shaquan Barkley. It's, it's the smart choice. It's the safe choice. But again, injuries have plagued his past two seasons.
2: Um, correct? He played 13 games the year prior, which, yeah, he, he missed. It was a high ankle sprain. Because right. I remember him and Kamara had that same year. He missed three games, weeks four through six then came back, wasn't quite the same, had right. a killer end to the year, like yeah, week 16. was like championship week. Game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but he,
3: he had a little rough patch there. Right. As long as he's healthy, I mean, he's got to be the MVP of the team. Uh, the offense goes as he does. My X factor is going to be Kenny Galladay, newest addition to the New York Giants. How's he going to fare? Kenny Galladay also coming off injury all last season, felt like all last season. Yeah. Um Before last season, he's a wide receiver one. He broke out the year before in Detroit with Matt Stafford. Now I guess you have a downgrade with Daniel Jones. You bring in Kenny Galladay to be that number one guy. Can he still produce at that wide receiver one level if he's healthy? That's a wait and see. That's why I'm making him my X factor. I don't know <sighs> – I don't know how much trust you can have in Kenny Galladay. One, coming off injury last year. Two, being in a new offense with a new quarterback. If he pans out, great. But don't be I, – I feel like there's more of a chance where he doesn't pan out. Yeah. Then he, he goes back to that wide receiver one status. Yeah, he, he played – he missed the
2: first two weeks of last year. Then he came back for like five games, four and a half games. And then he was out the rest of the year. It was a really tough – season to have him and then you he, now here he is in the giants already has a hamstring injury not suiting up for any preseason games and like you said new quarterback well, new team worse quarterback still the one but i don't know but daniel jones could still be improving you know what i mean he's still fresh he's going into his uh, third year he could get better for all we know but it's there's a lot of risk like you said i feel like it's more risk than reward i think
0: um yeah I uh I think my x-factor is also you said it was Kenny Galladay Susan, right
2: oh actually I think think I'm gonna say the same thing so MVP is Barkley okay x-factor is uh Kenny G I'll do the same thing I'm I'm saying
0: I'm saying x-factor is uh Kenny Galladay because I think it's interesting to see how he's gonna fare on another team um and I think though Daniel Jones is pro to turnovers, we've seen that that offense can put up numbers, especially, I mean, like Sterling Shepard had a relatively decent year last year, I believe, Um, off the top of my head. I have to look more in, into that, but if I, I think he was...
2: 50. Okay, never mind. No, uh, what's his face? Uh, Darius Slayton strung together some strong games. He, that might have been who he, I was thinking was of. 52.
0: Uh, it was a schmort but schmort. regardless, I think with the addition back, Saquon Barkley, obviously their running game is now a running game again. Um, instead of fucking Wayne Gallman.
1: <laughs>
0: right, that's who they had last year. Uh, yeah, I think. yeah, they did. Okay, um, so yeah, I I think Kenny Galladay is going to be interesting to see if he can. If he, I still think that even if the Giants as a team are not successful and Daniel Jones necessarily isn't successful, I think that he can be successful, if that makes sense. Um, and then MVP, I got to go with Saquon. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know he got hurt last year cuz he was on my team um, but but uh he's coming back this year he's had uh, i think it was it was relatively early in the season when he tore tore his acl right that's that's what happened i feel like I'm so out of the loop
2: yeah week 2 what happened
0: yeah so okay so thankfully the good the good thing about that is that he's had a lot of time to rehab uh to come back from the injury, you know. So I think he'll be good to go. All signs are pointing that he's good to go. And if Saquon is Saquon, they have a little bit more depth of wide receiver now. So, you know, you necessarily now you got a game plan for Kenny Galladay, you know? I think That's that true. opens up things a little bit more for him. And hopefully he can return to what he did in his uh in his rookie season. Um, and I think he will. I think he's going to have a bounce back year, even though I don't know if you can say he has anything to bounce back from because he was injured. So technically, you know, but. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to have a good year personally.
3: I hope so. so. Moving on to the Washington football team. Division winners last year at seven and nine. This division was ass last year. Uh Seven to nine, six and ten, six and ten, four, eleven and one. Yep. The Washington football team now sprinkled a little magic on their offense.
2: This team's looking nice. They got some
3: youth. A little Fitz magic, if you know what I mean. Mhm. Um, the team is nice. Defense is outstanding, I think it'll be a force to be reckoned with for the foreseeable future, okay? Washington football team. On their offense, you got key playmakers in Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and now you got Ryan Fitzmagic. I mean, the key is they needed a quarterback. If if this team wanted to be successful, you got the defense to keep you in games, but you need a quarterback to move the ball and score points. They have weapons and skill positions like Terry McLaurin. I'm pretty sure they picked uh, – they get Curtis Samuel this year? Yeah. Yep. I mean, whatever. But – Lamar <laughs> hey, hey, whatever. Miller.
2: Who? Actually, no, he was released. Oh, my on God.
0: There. Yeah, thank you. I thought that he was gone. From I, mean, I thought he retired.
2: He they
3: should. always come back. They always come back. So, uh, here's the thing. We're going to break it down real simple. My MVP – The Washington football team is going to be, put it in reverse, Terry McLaurin. I think just just alone, his talent as wide receiver one of this team, the amount of targets he gets, receptions will make him great in PPR. You get an upgrade in Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback. He slings the ball. He does. And he's going to look to a guy like Terry McLaurin, who is a sure-handed receiver in this league. He's going to continue to get better every year. And this is going to be one that – don't, don't be surprised Terry McLaurin finishes, I'm going to say, top eight. Yeah, that I really like fantasy. him this year. He's my yeah, MVP. The X Factor is going to be Antonio Gibson. Last year, he broke out. He was a man. I don't think anybody was hotter than him in the second half of the season. Maybe Derrick Henry. But Antonio Gibson was – uh who's that dude. Obviously, a three-touchdown game against Dallas on Thanksgiving helps out. But still, <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. what did he finish as running back? Was he top 10? Uh, 12
2: or 13, depending on your format. Okay, So just outside, top 10. I mean,
3: I'll take that from where you drafted him. Now he's expected to kind of branch off on that. But I'm going to slow my roll a little bit on Tanner Gibson. That's why I'm making him the X Factor. It's going to be hard to put up back-to-back years like that. Especially when they're going to, defense is going to be expecting it now. Um, see how it works with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he should continue to be that RB2 with RB1 upside. And um, if he plays like he did last year, you can't go wrong. But I think Terry's just the most valuable player you want to get on the Washington football team, along with their defense. I think their defense will be really good this year. Um, so, yeah. That's my exact
2: yeah, MVP. I agree with that because Terry is the more sure thing, in my opinion. I think he's gonna he's gonna do very well with Fitzpatrick. We've seen what Fitzpatrick did for like, Devontae Parker. Uh, what other teams was he on? Let me bring him up here.
3: He's on every team. Yeah, he's been he's on, on every Tampa. team.
2: Tampa. You're right. Then who did he help out there?
3: Deshaun Jackson, uh, Mike Evans.
2: You're right. Um, I think he was there
0: too when. Um... Uh, he was
3: good, uh, Chris Godwin. I was gonna say when Godwin emerged.
2: I think he was even there with when Brandon Marshall was on the Jets. He was on the Fitzpatrick's on the Jets, 2015 and 16, and Brandon Marshall had a pretty damn good year on the Jets, and he was probably the quarterback there. He he can he can provide a wide receiver one, maybe not the whole team, but at the right. one. Right. Um, and Terry will definitely benefit from him because Terry was good last year, but he didn't really have a quarterback. I remember Craig complaining about that every week um Williams- how could you forget <laughs> no you're right you're right
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good point
2: so he's the more sure thing i love gibson too i do think he will take a step up so but i will list him as my X factor because there's really not anyone else to because i guess you could maybe say ryan fitzpatrick um sure. but but gibson's gibson's there i think he'll take a step up for sure um yeah no i i'm in full agreement with you guys uh
0: terry is my mvp and because I think now that he has a – rely, uh, like, say what you want about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy who's going to lead you to the Super Bowl. But he's at least a reliable quarterback for the most part. And he has games where we saw in, when he was in Tampa Bay when he had like that – you guys remember that he had like that four or five-game streak where he was absolutely lighting it up. Um, And he can provide that and yes. he can – especially – Especially with someone as talented as Terry McLaurin, I think he'll really benefit from that. Um, so I think he's the most surefire bet on on the Redskins. And then what the factor? Oh, oh,
2: dollars bill in the jar.
3: Right. You yo, can't yo, mess we're that out one out. Though. We're moving well, on now.
0: I guess Glenn I'm the racist it. on the podcast
3: now. We're moving Fuck. on now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you took that title from Susan. Um Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. This is an interesting team, guys. They went 4-11-1 last year, but now the departure of Carson Wentz has kind of set up and molded Jalen Hurts, the second-round pick last year, to be the starting quarterback of the future. Jalen Hurts balled in a couple games last year where he took over that starting role once Wentz went down. Wants to go down with injury or did he just suck?
1: Um, what was that? I think it was Wentz. a combination
3: of the two, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Well, anyways, he's not there What's anymore. Gonna here? Okay. Listen, I'm going to go out on a long shot. This might be another sizzling. I might just be rattling off some sizzling hot takes this year. My MVP for Philadelphia Eagles is going to be Jalen Hurts. He has the ability with this team. This offense and a healthy O-line to finish the top 10 quarterback in 2021. I'm all on the Hurts train. I like Jalen Hurts when they drafted him. As a Cowboy fan, it saddened me that they got Jalen Hurts. It was kind of funny because they still like Carson Wentz, who they drafted at number two a few years back. But Jalen Hurts is a move, man. Kid's a baller. I like him in fantasy this year. He's going to be my MVP, my X-factor. The Philadelphia Eagles, it's going to be Jalen Ray Gore. Why, you ask? Because last year, he was their first-round pick when the Eagles needed a wide receiver. This year, they draft Devonta Smith, Heisman, winner. as another wide receiver. They're loading up on one young young wide receiver talent to go along with Ertz, who's aging, and Dallas Gardner, who's also a viable tight end option.
0: Don't forget, they also got
3: Quez Watkins,
2: I see it. Quez Watkins. Jalen (laughs) Rago. I'm sorry. I
3: really just wanted to say his name. Quez. Quez. Jalen Rago, I think, takes a step this year to be the number one receiver on that offense. Miles Sanders was also a uh, candidate for my X Factor. Something about him, though, I just can't trust him. I just can't trust a guy named Miles Sanders. (laughs) I agree with that. I I find it hard to
2: trust him, too. Doesn't seem like he's that kind of guy. No. he'll have Last his games year, last here year and he and got there.
3: hyped through the fucking moon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand it last year. And was I right? What did he finish last year? I he think was, he was pretty good, wasn't he? He was
2: 22-24. Um, but he had...
3: 22-24. And mock drafts had him going from 7-9. to nine Oh, yeah. He was, he was the round. first
2: rounder yeah, last year. What mm-hmm. the fuck? He, uh,
3: Why? There was no rationale he, behind
2: he, it? Well, he did miss four games, so that's important. But okay. In games that he played, like he would have twenty-point games here and there, but then there was like seven, eight, seven points, eight points, five points, three points, nine points. There was a lot of like, it's boomer bust with him. It yeah, but like, like
3: in what world last year was I going to pick Miles Sanders before you Tyree kills even Travis Kelsey? Why would I take Miles Sanders in the first round? It didn't make know. sense. It doesn't make sense now. I don't care if he is healthy. He's Miles Sanders. He has RB1 <laughs> upside, of course, if he gets the volume. But he's an RB2. He's an RB2. If I'm looking at my fantasy lineup and I see Miles Sanders in my lineup and he's in the top RB spot, I'm already like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck's wrong with my team? I know.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus I course. agree. He's my X factor Jesus. for that rule. Until he too.
3: proves me otherwise that he can put together – a 16-game season as a top 10 running back, why the fuck am I going to trust Miles Sanders in fantasy football?
2: Hope oh you're my. listening, Miles Sanders.
3: I hope so, too. Because I mean, See, what annoys it. me is that when
0: I say this about Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook has the fucking year of his life. Glenn's going to say this. Miles Sanders is going uh, to be, be in fucking <laughs> Foot Locker next week. Foot Locker.
3: So, yeah, I mean – I don't know. Mason, what do you
0: think? Um so I think MVP, I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go with the guy that they drafted to be the MVP of this team. I'm going with Devonta Smith. Okay? Ooh. Um I mean I don't really have a lot to go off of. I don't watch a lot of college football, but I know that this guy is the guy of of this past draft, like, you know, obviously, as you said, he won the Heisman. Um, And he was drafted very high by the Eagles. Obviously, they also have Jalen Rieger. Um, I think, so so the thing is, right, last year we forgot how bad, until I looked at their wide receiver core, how bad. you guys remember when – Alshon Jeffrey got hurt, and then Rieger got hurt, and then Arcega-Whiteside got hurt, and then it was just like they were running out with. Uh, they're still on the team, Travis Fulgham, Ful- 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 Fulgham, yeah, Fulgham, yeah, and John Hightower. Who the, the
3: fuck, fuck is John Hightower? The, I don't even remember that guy. He, you don't remember that
0: guy? I think uh, I had to start him one week. That's all I remember
1: because my team sense. was so bad. Yeah, um.
0: Bad. So so yeah. Obviously, wide receiver was a point of concern for them because once Alshon Jeffrey went down, even though I guess he wasn't, you know, he was like their de facto number one by like the fall. Uh, once he went down, they were hurting and uh, yeah, that, that was a need that they needed to address and hopefully they do. But Devon Smith also ties in with my X Factor, which I uh, different from you, Glenn. I'm, I'm putting Jalen Hurts in my X Factor. Because uh, I feel like we haven't seen a, a whole lot of him, you know, so far. Uh, I don't know how many games he played, but it wasn't a, a huge amount last year, if I remember correctly. And it was like, four. as you know, yeah, I was going to say, I, I know it was like the end of the se- the tail end of the season. Okay. So that's, that, that makes sense. Um, but as we've seen with a lot of quarterbacks that have come in, had, you know, hot string of games, once you get film on them, you know, it's it's easier to game plan, and you have to see if rookies can make—or he's not a rookie anymore, technically—but you've got to see if those young guys can make an adjustment when a team gets film on them. And if if Hertz can do that, then they the Eagles can possibly be a pretty good team, in my opinion. They could be they could be pretty pretty de- decent.
2: I, that's what, I don't like the Eagles. There's I, not. I like, I like I, Jalen Hurts will be my MVP because he he seemed what he did impressed. He impressed us like every chance that he could really. And he's a he was a good rushing quarterback too. He had um, uh, through those four or five games, he had almost he had 350 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. That's that adds up in a season. Rushing quarterbacks in fantasy are kind of a cheat code, um, but aside from him, like I don't trust anybody I mean Rager was supposed to be the guy last year he sucked even when he played so Devonta Smith I don't trust either um Sanders we already talked about him I just don't and Jeffrey seemed like he would have been a good guy nothing last year I just like there's not been anyone I could trust on this team for a, quite a few years I feel like so even Ertz and Goddard can't trust them so uh, I don't want I, any of them
3: I was just about to ask you Well, the thing is too, new head coach this year Doug Peterson's not the head coach Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson is no longer the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just want to say that. New head coach. I'm going to ask you guys one question, yes or no, then we're going to move on to a different division. Is Zach Ertz still a top tight end in this league? No. No. Well,
2: the tight end landscape is pretty rough. I feel like he could still be five, ask, six.
3: That's for yes, no question. No, I didn't no. ask for an explanation. No, no, all right. all right, moving on. AFC North,
0: NFC North,
3: NFC North, Ooh. 50 cents <laughs> in the jar.
0: Wait, so just the saying any the, the Washington blank skins is five is 10 times worse.
3: And, yes. And, and mixing up AFC and NFC? <laughs> mixing up the divisions. The yeah, NFC North. We'll start wow. with a team who made it to the NFC Championship last year but failed yet again to reach the Super Bowl. That's the Green Bay Packers. Typical. The saga that we saw all off season with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams.
1: Eh.
3: Aaron Rodgers, suck my dick, okay? Yeah. Suck it. Damn. Okay. It's time to man up. Or I'm going to man you up. Green Bay Packers going to this year. They just re-signed Aaron Jones. They got Devontae Adams. They got Aaron Rodgers. You know the stars. You know who's on the team. Aaron Rodgers is back. Jordan Love's got to wait his turn again. Whatever. But what a fucking baby he was. told totally- whole- whole- <laughs> I-, I can't. I can't stand you him. You hate him. I cannot stand him. Great player, great talent. Fucking pussy is what he is. And only shows up in one of out of every fucking eight NFC Championship games that he plays in. <sighs> MVP of the team is going to be Devontae Adams. X Factor is going to be... going to be Aaron Rodgers. Last year, I'm not sure. I know him and Tom Brady were neck and neck throughout the year in quarterback rankings for fantasy. Um, Aaron Rodgers kind of funny. Like, we see his career. He started out first five or six seasons as a starter. Fantasy fucking God. Um, he's always been a top three quarterback in fantasy those first five years. He cools off a little bit after that, and now he's kind of getting back to fantasy relevance. Does he continue it this year? Can you trust him week in and when out, week out to be a set it and forget it quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? If there's other guys available, like, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, somebody else. Like, who would you rather have over there, Aaron Rodgers? And that's the thing. If he plays well, he has that potential to be a top-five quarterback. Last year, he played pretty well. With Devontae, um, he was the MVP. I mean, I don't know where he finished. Uh, Susie, do you have that up with him? Number two. He was a number two quarterback last year. He was pretty good. <laughs> Holy he was. shit. He was a number two quarterback last year.
2: Yes. I'm looking at sleeper, but even PPR
3: and standard. Well, obviously. Oh it doesn't my matter. god, he was fucking nasty then. I know he's the MVP, but I feel like in fantasy he had great weeks. But he was number two. Number two.
2: 20, you know 20 points say, pretty much every time.
3: You know what do they say about there? number two? Number two stinks. Number two stinks. I mean, that's the X factor. Are we going to get number two Aaron Rodgers or are we going to get outside of the top ten Aaron Rodgers like we saw in previous years? That's how that's how the Green Bay Packers go. I mean, the, Devontae Adams, let me say it right now, best wide receiver in the league as far as fantasy comes. Um, consistency, target share, touchdowns. As long as he's healthy, he's going to do it all. Um, let's not forget Aaron Jones, though. I'm not going to put him as my MVP because mm-hmm. Adams is simply better. But Aaron Jones, um, looking to be a top five he's running good. back this year. They just got to free him. They got to free him. Pound oh him God. at the goal line instead of the five wide receiver set. Don't make Aaron Jones get all his points on 75 yard touchdowns like he's been doing. Give him fucking goal line carries. Let him pound it in. Free him. I like. I could be number one in the league.
2: I like Aaron Rodgers. Because um, looking at his stats, he's been a top 10 guy his whole career, aside from two years. And those two years were games that – were years that he didn't play the whole season. It was, he played seven games in 2017. Um, he got hurt. I think he broke his collar yeah, bone. collarbone. 2013, I don't know what happened, but he only had played nine games. Everything else, he's been top 10. Now, the last two years – not this past year, but the two years before that, he was outside the top five. He was number nine, number seven. So we kind of, we got used to like top one, two, That's three. Serious, Aaron right? Rodgers, and then all of a sudden he was a back end like lower top ten guy. Finally came back to number two. Um, I I I buy into it. I still think he's. I still want Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Kyler Murray, but Lamar? I think Rodgers is still a top five guy. What's Lamar? that?
3: You take Lamar over Rodgers?
2: No. I trust in in Rogers throwing ability and, and Devontae Adams and passing to Aaron Jones and they got Randall Cobb again.
3: So you're saying you got big trust in Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. not Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Mason, take the microphone. <laughs> um
0: so I think for, for my MVP, I I gotta go I gotta go with Aaron Rodgers uh as well. Because, I mean, let's be honest, of all the people on this team who's the most reliable person, it's him. Well, you say that, but the (laughs) one year I drafted Devontae Adams, he was out for like seven weeks straight. You can't
2: focus on that.
0: Yes, I I can! (laughs) I have been personally wronged! Okay?
3: You should draft Devontae this year, Mason, if you get the chance. No, why?
0: So we can can tear his ACL in week one? That's how it works. I'm either a year earlier or a year late. I can never fucking. Oh, I. Know. Anyway.
3: Who's your X factor?
0: Uh, my X factor is gonna be. Randall Cobb. Aaron Jones. Oh my god. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb and ball torture.
3: <laughs> uh. Randall eats corn. Anyway, the Cobb The long way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as, my, as my
0: dad would say. The long way. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going with Aaron Jones by X Factor. I think obviously we saw last year when when the running game's clicking, things open up for uh, Aaron Rodgers, makes it easier for him. So and plus Aaron Jones is a damn good back. Sometimes they don't free him. No more Jamal Williams.
2: Good. Good. AJ Dillon. Um, Fuck. AJ Dillon, yeah. So. Adams, Rodgers, Jones, they're all – they could all be MVPs. I don't see any of them as X factors because they're all pretty reliable. I'm going to go with Tanyan. Robert Tanyan, the tight end. Who remembers him? His 30-point game. That was a good pick. Mason knows. And apparently – I mean, I didn't – I I wasn't buying into it. Packers tight ends have never really done anything uh, in the past, like, five years. But he's apparently – quote And I quote, he continues to earn rave reviews in training camp from his coaching staff. So, and he's finished top – he was finished number three last year, probably on the back of that 30-point game. But he strung together, like, a few double-digit games in a row, at least four of them right here that I'm looking at. So, he could be someone you could get later in the draft if you don't get the top three tight ends and could still be a very good asset to your team.
3: Do you like Tanyan better than – Zach Ertz or Goddard?
2: Oh, um, I would feel I – w- I do. I feel safer because Ertz and Goddard are both too. good talent, so it's really – you don't know which way it's going to go. They could – either one could get hurt easy, easily then. I feel like Tanyan would – I like the offense better on the Packers, so I think I'd feel a little bit safer
3: with Tanyan. Oh, we, by the way, we didn't say who's going to win the NFC East. Oh, uh, Cowboys. I agree. Giants. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, moving on. The Bears. The Chicago uh, Bears. The Bears. You guys ready? You guys ready? This is a yes. new era. The Chicago Bears. Okay? Out with Trubisky. Okay. him. In with Andy Dalton. Fuck him, too. <laughs> how long does Andy Dalton last as starting quarterback before they make the switch to Justin Fields?
0: Uh, one week. Uh, no, one
3: week? It's been one kidding. week. Really?
0: No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, It'll probably be a few weeks. Week. A few yeah, weeks. I was
2: joking. Okay. I'm not joking.
0: It'll be a few weeks. I think um, they got to wait to see, you know, how – how Fields looks and also how bad Dolan looks. Uh do they still have A-Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know if he had re-signed with them or not. Because he was a free agent, right? They have A-Rob.
3: Sure. They have Darnell Mooney. They lost Anthony Miller. Um, That's what they lost. Still got David Montgomery. Still got Tariq Cohen. <sighs> Tariq Cohen, and, man. My MVP. Of the Chicago Bears, it's gonna be David Montgomery. I like, I like, I like A. Rob too, but David Montgomery gonna be that dude this year. I think David Montgomery. He showed signs last year, but I think he's gonna have. Um, I'm trying to compare a season that he could have. I don't know. He's gonna have his own season. It's gonna be unique to David Montgomery. But I like him a lot this year. I think, um, I think he's going to be the man. He's going to be the MVP of the Chicago Bears. My X factor is going to be Justin Fields. It's going to be a matter of time before he takes over as a starting quarterback. You draft him in the first round to be your quarterback in the future. Andy Dalton's nice for a temporary solution while Fields gets his feet wet. But Justin Fields sooner or later is going to be the starting quarterback, Chicago Bears. We're going to enter the era of Fields. He will be the X factor as far as how that offense goes. i sure Dave Montgomery is going to be the MVP, but will Fields be a viable option to start in fantasy? Will he make Allen Robinson worse? Will he make Allen Robinson better? It's all going to depend on the quarterback play. And that's what I got for you for Chicago Bears. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm
0: going with A-Rob as my MVP because – that guy is a stud. Um, and I think we saw it last year. You know, I'm not exactly sure how Souza. I feel like you have the stats readily available at all times. Can you tell me where Alan Robinson finished uh, among wide receivers last year?
2: PPR was nine, standard was 12. So still right there. Top 10 top guys. That's,
0: that's a wide receiver one guy right there. And he was yeah. doing that with Mitch Trubisky and nick Foles? question mark is that yeah right? yeah right okay um and uh this we're not talking that wasn't big dick nick from when he was back on the on the eagles you know what i'm saying so i think if alan robinson can do it with both of them i think uh andy doll is at least comparable to mitch trubisky and and nick Foles play last year um and then obviously you have – so I'm not really – what I'm saying is is I'm not really concerned about Justin Fields' impact on Allen Robinson because I think we've seen it throughout his career when he was with even the Jaguars is that he can be productive when he doesn't necessarily have an absolute static quarterback
2: throwing him the ball because – he's, he's never had one. He's always exactly. had shitty quarterbacks. Exactly. Crazy.
0: Um, so I think he's going to be the MVP. Um, and then as far as my X Factor, I also have to go with Justin Fields because, um, yeah, for for all the reasons that you said, Glenn, and I just think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what – I feel like this year, more so than a lot of years, there's a lot of rookie quarterbacks where there's a lot of question marks, uh, you know, um, as to whether they're going to play, how they'll perform. But if Fields can be a competent quarterback as well, then only helps the team and not that it has any huge impact on alan robinson like i said but you know maybe maybe you'll be able to take a flyer on a darnell mooney or or something like that uh if fields ends up playing well so let's see how he is
2: yeah i actually i actually like mooney and i'm not just saying that because i traded for him in my dynasty That's like although you that is a reflection of it, I guess. Um, <laughs> so the rookie last year and the talk in camp is that he's taken a huge jump, not a huge dump, a huge jump. And uh, the dude got 98 targets last year and now Anthony Miller's gone. They have better quarterback play, I believe, even if it's Andy Dalton. So I, I, Allen Robinson is still the one for sure, but I like Mooney to step up as a really Good wide receiver, too, in his second year. Um, so watch out for him. You can probably get him, we definitely get him late. And Justin Fields would be my X Factor. He seems like that type of guy who could possibly contribute to a championship. When you look at Mahomes, when you look at
3: a fantasy championship, yeah, okay.
2: When you look at Mahomes, (laughs) when you look at Lamar Jackson, and uh. I'm trying to think of others, but, like, those types of guys were drafted – were quarterbacks drafted really late, but yet were superstars. And when you can get a superstar really late, that's how you win championships. And I think Fields could be that guy. I think Fields was drafted earlier than both of them. What do you mean? Like he's not a round nine or ten guy?
3: Oh, he's first rounder.
2: No, I mean in fantasy.
3: Oh. <laughs> Jeez, No like <laughs> oh all right I'm, I'm mixing
2: reality and fantasy here this is all a dream glenn okay no yeah like like pat mahomes when he was nasty his first year you you got him he was like right. round nine or ten right. Lamar Jackson right. same same thing he was wicked late but yet he's he became nasty fields could be that guy maybe um jalen hurts might be that guy more i depend i'm not sure where he's going maybe he's a little more proven so he'd go a little higher but just fields could be that guy i'm gonna be i'm gonna go with david montgomery too for my mvp I feel like he's one of those guys, those rare breeds that will get you 20 touches a game from the running back position. He seemed he was heading that way towards the end of last year. He even had a game where he had 33 carries, 32 carries. Uh, he finished the year with 32 carries, 23 carries, 22 carries. Not a whole lot of guys running backs in the NFL get that type of work, and Dave Montgomery is that guy, and he's good, so MVP. The
3: Minnesota Vikings also in the AFC North. For an outlook on them, my MVP, I even got to say it,
2: Kirk Cousins. Wait, wait,
0: wait. I have a funny story. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but this really, they so Minnesota's uh, TikTok, like Minnesota, uh, the Vikings TikTok official account, they did this thing where uh, Kirk Cousins was like, throwing a ball off screen and they like posted it and they told fans to duet it on tiktok so like it's like kirk cousins like rolling out and he's just he's just in like uh he doesn't even have pads on he's in like, shorts yeah yeah basically so he throws the ball right off screen And then he does like a little like celebration, like whoever duets with him catches the ball. And one of the funniest ones I saw is this guy runs up for a route and he stands on the sideline and the ball gets hucked like 50 yards over his head. And he just like, oh
2: man, he didn't think that would happen. (laughs) That's
3: just funny. That's my MVP, Kirk (laughs) Cousins. My MVP is the shot. Kirk Cousins. Alvin Cook. Um, It's become increasingly obvious. I can deny it no longer. I am so. He is good. <laughs> Dalvin Cook is going to win people's fantasy leagues this year. Dalvin Cook, barring any injury, we're going to keep saying this, but just to make sure people know, so don't go back on this and say, "Dude, you said Dalvin Cook's going to be top three yeah. running back, but he got hurt in week three. Looks like he's not." Yeah, no shit, dumbass. Dalvin Cook is a man, the MVP, might be the MVP of the league if he continues on the pace he's been going. Um, X-Factor. It's going to continue to be Justin Jefferson, especially all after this preseason shenanigans uh, with him dealing with injury and on that first preseason game. We've been getting updates here and there that he's recovering, recuperating. But he broke out, man, rookie year. He was that dude. Can he be that dude again in year two? Can he build on what he already started? Can he continue to be, I guess last year he played like a wide receiver one. Can he continue to be that guy alongside Adam Thielen An aging Adam Thielen?
2: Yeah, Adam Thielen's getting older. Um, Justin Jefferson, it's kind of amazing, really. He was in a wide receiver six in his rookie year. That doesn't mm. happen. No. Some guys that come to mind who did that, Odell. Mike Evans maybe. I can't think of anything else but those are superstar wide receivers. He's shaping up to be that. He looks like it. And why not? He saw as the same quarterback, same uh, uh wide receiver cast by his side with Adam Thielen. Why not do it again? They had a Didi Westbrook, had to bring him up. Oh, your favorite player. Yeah, my favorite player. He is <laughs> actually funny because look at his stats and he finishes the wide receiver at 836. <laughs> Because, that because his fantasy points was negative one point one, so he finished below everyone who finished with zero, which is like just think about think about this.
0: I think Randy Moss is probably still on there. <laughs> exactly right. And all those guys below that.
2: Hey, Thirty-six. No, I don't expect much from him. But wait, he's wait, probably wait, wait. the best so, team he's been on. I have a question. So
0: obviously, you, you guys know when like people retire, uh, like. Remember, I remember when we started playing, like, I remember going like really far fucking down. Or no, Sousa, Sousa put it up people on his team when he was out of the playoffs when he knew when, uh, yeah, pick
2: random people he up. He dropped everyone to and he picked
0: up, yeah. I remember you had TO on your team, I'm pretty sure. So, like, <laughs> sounds right. do they just keep TO, like, once you're in the fantasy football system, do they just keep you there until you're dead?
2: I don't know. I don't technically, think
0: everyone's there. You could come out of retirement at any point. Like Jerry, but I'm Rice saying, like,
2: isn't there or anything like that. But that's what I'm because
0: he wasn't playing fantasy, like, fantasy football wasn't, really he wasn't
3: in the system. You're right. You're right. Around. You know what I'm saying? No, I think there's a certain criteria. Like, maybe after, like, probably like five or six years retired, they remove you.
2: I can't find Terrell Owens, for example, but. Uh, okay. Honestly, Westbrook, I would, I still have hope with him. I know he's like, why are we even talking about him? But he's been on the Jaguars this whole time. This is the best team he's been on. He's age 27. He's still like in a pretty good spot age-wise. He's the wide receiver three, but maybe he'll be a flex in a double flex league. I don't know. MVP's Cook, and then Jefferson's the other best guy, for That's sure. It.
3: The fact that we're discussing D.D. Westbrook right now is like we were discussing Peyton Barber last year on that episode. And it actually, turned out that Peyton Barber was relevant. So.
2: I know. All right, mark down D.D. Westbrook. See what happens.
3: Moving on, the Detroit Lions. Susie, you're Lions
2: man. Actually, you know what? 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 Another no. thing that I learned. Another thing that I learned from Hard Knocks, guys, probably, was that I didn't give my X Factor an MVP for. Oh, you didn't? oh sorry, man. For no. forgot all about you? Oh, my bad. Yeah.
0: It's okay. Go ahead. I'm used to it. Make it quick. Ah. Uh- <laughs> Well, no mvp is Thank dalvin you. cook uh obviously the my worst take ever in the history of sports lives on in infamy on um, which is available for anyone at any time to go listen to i don't know what episode it's, it's in the too, archives yeah it's in the archives my worst take of all time i said that dalvin cook was going to be a bust a few years ago and then he had his best season to that point uh so so yeah he's the mvp and then I agree. X Factor, Justin Jefferson. Can he repeat what he did last year? Uh, with another year under his belt, will he improve? Will he be better?
2: That's it. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be great. Jeffersons aren't, aren't improving
3: and being better the same thing. What did he say? Shut the fuck up. What did oh. he say? So will he improve? Will he be better? Oh, <laughs> can he be? <laughs> <laughs> will he be great? <laughs> Will he be Great. good? We, uh, Will he be above average? Right. Excuse me. Continue on your thought
2: that you were saying before. Oh, well, we talk talking about the Lions, right? We're yeah. about when to. I,
3: when I – what? I said we were about to, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah. When I watched Hard Knocks, another thing I realized, as it pertains to the Lions, was that – I mean, I've always been saying this. I'm not a Lions fan. But I am 100% a Matt Stafford fan because – on the up second episode, they fit, they played with the uh, Rams, yep. and there was a brief scene where Stafford was walking on the field, and it instantly brought a smile to my face. When I saw him walking out there in the Rams uniform, I'm like, "There he is. He's is in a better place, I believe, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a good year with the Rams. So I'm excited for that, and so we're, we're gonna
3: get there. Aren't we? So what You're saying is you're jumping off the Lions bandwagon. You're no longer a Lions. Fan. Holy
2: shit! There is no bandwagon
3: there. Well, there's there are, no yeah, no apparently Williams there was because you've been fucking riding that bandwagon for the totally past eight shit. years. no nah, but
2: I am, but I never have been a Lions fan. But I, I, I'm a Mass Stafford fan, and that was confirmed when I watched Hard Knocks. Episode so Ram,
3: two. Rams play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Who are you rooting for? Matt Stafford? Oh, my God. The Patriots. I'm a Patriots fan, Glenn. I have a Matt Stafford place for the Rams. That's like that's like people who are Celtics fans, but also LeBron fans. Like if LeBron plays against the Celtics, who are you rooting for? It's the same exact
2: situation as what we were saying last year. Patriots versus Bucks. I'm going to root for the Patriots, not Tom Brady. We'll see. But everyone's a Tom
3: Brady fan. Yeah, everybody in their mom's a Tom Brady fan. That's right. Well, time- I've never seen more Patriots fans convert Bucks fans than last year. Even Gronk. (laughs) Gronk. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, Lions. Lions. New faces and new places. Mm -hmm. Out with Matt Stafford, in with Jared Goff. I don't know about that. I don't know either. We're going to find out. My X Factor for the Lions is going to be Jared Goff. We're going to see it to believe it. Can he? Now, Jared Goff is tricky, okay? He started out in the league very slow, rookie season. I think his second year he got a little bit of a jump. Then he became pretty damn good. Todd Gurley and company, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. But that Rams offense was powerful in 2018. Made it all the way to the Super Bowl just to put up fucking three points. But anyways, Jared Goff, since that Super Bowl, has fell off. Now he's in a new place with the Detroit Lions after swapping quarterback positions, him and Matt Stafford. Can he go back to prime fantasy form with this team, with DeAndre Swift? Kenny Galladay's out the door now, but who else they got?
2: Marvin Jones oh, out the well, door now, but... That, that's, yeah, Marvin Jones. gone. They have, honestly, it's, it's Rashad Perriman. Quintez Cephas, he was there last year. Tyrell oh, Williams. Quintez. Uh, there's one. Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra. Amon hyphen Ra yep. St. Brown.
3: That's the only way to spell it.
2: <laughs> it yeah, it looks uh, bleak, but I have uh, I have a gem in the rough that I think I'm going to talk about
3: here. Yeah, it's Tyrell Williams. But anyway, the X factor is going to be Jared Goff, MVP. Based on all the information we've taken in from last year, it's got to be DeAndre Swift as he's taking a rise. Uh, He finished off the season pretty good last year, if I can remember correctly. Trending upwards, I think, on this Lions team. He's the guy you want to have in fantasy. Why not? Who? Tyrell Williams?
2: DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift.
0: I think uh, we know who
2: is picking for one of these things. What Tyrell Williams? No, no, it's Swift is the MVP. I actually like him a lot this year. I think he's going to be the guy for sure. Yeah, Tyrell Williams. No, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, pretty solid first year. He was RB two, solid RB two, ranked number twenty or (laughs) eighteen. it in the video. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and he missed he missed three games last year. Still finished RB twenty. So that speaks volumes. I think he'll do very well. Uh, But for my wide receiver, Tyrell Williams. Mason, (laughs) see they can't the (laughs) listeners can't see what's happening on the zoom video. This
3: guy's just coming at every angle of the camera saying Tyrone Williams. It's Tyron Williams.
2: It's Brashad Perryman. He's your X Factor? He is my X Factor. I honestly think, and you can pick him up like off waivers, never mind, draft him late. I honestly think that he has the potential to fill the Kenny Galladay role. He he's a big boy, first of all, um, and he has showed very good potential on all the teams he's been on. Which, by the way, has been the Jets, the Bucks, not the Patriots, but uh, the Tom Brady Bucks. <laughs> not the Patriots <laughs> Bucks.
3: That says it all.
2: The Jets, the Bucks, the Browns, and then Flacco Ravens. So he's had some shit-ass quarterbacks and shit-ass teams, but he has shown some promise on every one of those teams. He's strung together some pretty good games through injuries. He's, he hasn't played a full season once uh, Maybe in 2016. He did, but he's missed four games last year, two games, the year before six games the year before that. But when he's playing and he's getting a high snap percentage, he can honestly surprise people. Just leave it at that.
0: Sousa, uh where did you get your drugs from? Cause I want some. I'm just saying, come on now. Also, bookmark this for when Brashad Perriman's wide receiver number five.
2: Um, but can Goff are you, are get it good? done? Are you good? Yeah, I'm
0: good. My turn? Okay. Uh, my X Factor is going to be Jared Goff. Um, I'm interested to see how he does in a new location. Um, I don't really like him that much personally. I think that the trade is going to benefit the Rams a lot more personally than it does the Lions. Um, Oh, oh, hello, Bean. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that, like, Jared Goff has the potential to still be a pretty decent quarterback, but I'm not really a big fan of his, and I think how far he goes is how far that team goes. And then, for my MVP, I want to say DeAndre Swift, but I kind of want to go with TJ Hawkinson. Big am glad you brought him up. I kind of want to go with Hawkinson. The safe pick... How about this? The safe pick is DeAndre Swift, but the sizzling hot take pick ah. is TJ Hawkinson. Okay. He showed flashes last year. I think he can be a pretty good tight end. And, uh... Jared Goff might throw him the ball. He might not. Who knows? That's why it's a risky pick.
2: No, I I like Hawkinson. He was number five tight end last year, which was his second year, by the way. His year two tight end, uh, finished number five. Um, And now he has Goff, who I think probably throws to the tight end more than than Stafford ever did. So there's Mm -hmm. that going for him. Glenn? Big Cock Hawk. (laughs) That is correct. Uh, Big Cock Hawkinson. So yeah, definitely look out for him. Because outside the top three of like, you know, your Wallers, your Kittles, your Kelseys, TJ Hawkinson is probably up there. Well, top five with like Andrews. He's the next tier, I think, after those guys. Yeah. Because after that, I guess, pretty shitty.
3: Big Cock Hawk. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, who's going to win the NFC North? Packers.
2: Yep. What do you think, Bean? They're still good.
3: Just not better than me. better <laughs> like than me. Yeah, Packers. Bean, what do you think? Moving on Back. to the NFC South.
2: What? As he saw. When I was out, wow. I went to a hibachi restaurant Wait, the other what? week.
3: What is the reference towards this? I was just saying South in a funny way. Why are you bringing up Hibachi? You sounded like
2: a Japanese person. And and I know that because when I was at the Hibachi restaurant, they were passing around the... Good news. I can change my name on Zoom again. All right. Just stop ignoring facts, people. When I was at the restaurant, they were passing around the sake, sake, sake. And... This dude was not at our table. He was at table behind me. And all I kept hearing was, and I'm." this is how exactly I sounded, open your sexy mouth. And he would squirt it in their mouth. I'll to all, t- all the women. And then uh, one guy he went to, he said, open your fat mouth. <laughs> and I just kept cracking up. Because the way Glenn said that was spot on to how he sounded. Open your sexy mouth. That's my story.
3: I want you to close your fucking mouth for the rest of this podcast.
2: What? Why can't why can we make fun of like British accents but not a Japanese accent?
3: Who says we make fun of British accents?
2: I'm not saying we do. Yeah. Oh, nice self report, Souza. I don't know, Glenn Glenn with that Nigel reference from uh, Saint Thomas, that island a little while ago.
0: It wasn't about British.
2: His, it was uh it was an accent like that.
0: He was Saint Kittish. Yeah. Or Saint Thomasish.
2: Saint I'm Dominion. Sure. I'm
3: sure. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, like I said, the NFC South. <laughs> South.
2: <laughs>
3: That's how you said it. Rewind it, guys. Come on. You're a rip. The NFC South. <laughs> Let's start with the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of firepower in this offense. Love this team. Yeah, you like him more than the Patriots? No, yeah, okay. Um, I like Tom Brady
0: but the Patriots.
3: <sighs> Shame. What Who are we talking about? Shame. I'm talking about Tom Brady? My MVP. Oh, the Bucks. Holy shit, he's 44 years old. Yeah. My MPP is going to be. That's tough, Scotty Miller. I was thinking him. Oh my god, really? Well, I might have to go with. I'm going Mike Evans. The X factor of this team is going to be Antonio Brown. Huh? Forgot about him. Yeah, of course you did. What's that supposed to mean? Same. People sleep okay. on Antonio Brown. That's why it's my X Factor. That's it. I'll let you interpretate. Interpretate. Interpret that as you will. Um, MVP Mike Evans, because he's the best wide receiver on the team. X Factor Antonio Brown, because he has potential to be the best wide receiver on the team. With Tom Brady, of course. All right.
0: I... I'm going to go with my MVP as Thomas Edward Brady because I think I don't think the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl again this year. However, I do think that they have the potential to have a much better regular season
3: right. than they did last year. Quick question, you don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl they're going to lose to in the NFC. You think they're going to get to the Super Bowl?
0: I think they could get to the Super Bowl again, not necessarily win them think maybe kansas city will probably meet them there again and uh actually beat them this time but uh regardless uh like i said i think that this team this team has the potential to be a lot better than they were in the regular season last year because if you remember everyone on the team except chris godwin because he was on mine had a pretty good year uh and I think that now that they've been playing together for a long period of time, obviously, as we remember, they started off pretty slowly. I think uh, they actually had a worse record than the Patriots at one point at the beginning of the season. Um, but obviously, they turned it around. So, it'll be interesting to see the numbers that this team puts up uh, this year. And I think Thomas Brad, Tom, Tom Brady... Be I mean, right at the helm, baby, and I think he has the potential to. I'm gonna say it, he has the potential to be a top five quarterback this year. Okay, I said it, so you said He's that, good.
3: but all I heard was <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, my
0: good. ex, my X Factor is uh, is Leonard Fournette. It's a good pick, I was thinking him because because. We, we saw playoff Lenny last year, but how about some regular season re- Lenny? Can I get that? Can I get no. some regular season Lenny? Nope. Okay.
2: That answers Susan. that question. <laughs> Susan? Tom Brady has been in the league since we were five years old. Yeah.
3: Now Mason's me, 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm almost <laughs> as old as him now.
2: When me and Glenn met in kindergarten, that's when Tom Brady was playing. And yeah. he's still here.
0: And then he did this.
2: <laughs> if uh, for those Stupid who don't, don't know what Mason's doing,
3: shit-eating grin with his hands on his head, pointing to the. <laughs> oh yeah, he's fucking. I, can, dad I can picture it right to, now. He's about to fucking suck the soul out of when he meets him.
2: I like Mike Evans a lot. I agree with Mason. Oh, people
3: sleep on that him. Was Glenn. That was my pick. That was Glenn. That was Glenn. What did you say, time? Mason? This dude's picking fucking regular season Leonard for that.
2: As his X You wasn't your MVP Mike Evans?
0: No, I said Brady.
2: Oh. Alright, Glenn, I agree with you. I feel like people sleep on him. He has always had a thousand yards. Every freaking year he's had a thousand yards. I don't care if you think he had a bad year or a good year, always had a thousand yards. Um you mean always. with Tom What?
3: So what do you mean always?
2: <laughs> I mean every damn Year. Now he's got the goat throwing the ball to him. We saw what happened there. He was a top 10
3: guy in the format. I don't know. If Pat Mahomes played for the Bucks.
2: Okay. That's not acceptable here. We've already established this. Oh. Yeah, and wait, Craig? No. Listen, Mike Evans is good. I think he'll be the best wide receiver there. Godwin's still good too. He missed time last year, but Mike Evans, I think, will be the best one there, even if he's only catching one pass for one touchdown I think he'll uh, he'll be good and so he's my MVP and my X Factor will be uh, I think Leonard Fournette's a good pick too because we know he has the potential in the playoffs uh, it didn't really come to fruition last season but that was his first year with them Ronald Jones was there yeah people forget Rose Jones so we'll see what happens yeah Ronald Jones actually finished better than Lenny did
0: they yeah, did. Ronald Isaac Jones.
2: They got Giovanni Bernard now. He's not on the Bengals anymore. Oh.
3: Moving on. The New Orleans Saints do not have Drew Brees anymore. He retired. He's he getting sick of losing because there was no natural disasters happening to Louisiana anymore. He had to quit because he knew he'd never win again. Wait.
0: We're getting a hurricane tomorrow. Does that mean the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl? Nope.
2: Shit. Yep. We're we're not really getting the hurricane, right? Isn't it starting mostly a little more south? We're just getting. What? We're just getting like the tail end of it. Some wind, some rain.
0: No, we're getting hit by the hurricane, my guy.
2: I don't know. I thought it was a tropical storm. Yeah, like no. more like a tropical storm be- than a fucking hurricane. No, it's going to be a
0: Category 1.
2: So is I that gotta, like an F5 hurricane, uh, tornado? What is it? Like, no. Is that like Defcon 1?
3: Do so I got to like border uh, my windows uh, and shit? Yeah, for the zombies? Maybe. Anyways, Drew <laughs> ain't on the Saints anymore. Jameis Winston is. Taysom Hill is. Alvin Kamara still is. Michael Thomas still is. MVP's Kamara, X-Factor, Michael Thomas. How's he going to be coming off injury? Is he going to be elite? Is he going to suck again? Is he going to be elite? Is he going to suck again? We don't know. (laughs) That's why he's the X-Factor. The MVP is Alvin Kamara because he's fucking good. I mean, it doesn't take a smart person to put these instances together. I picked the MVP because he's the best player on the team in fantasy football it's Alvin Kamara what don't you guys get about that i get it all right then <laughs> pick your I'm MVP. with you glenn Jesus
2: the only time he's not good is when i draft him first round that's it's right. plain and simple so as long
3: as Susan doesn't do that he's fine
2: he is he's great he is the guy he catches the balls he runs with the balls hit 107 targets last year how many? 107 targets. Wide receivers want to get that num- those numbers. And the running back got it. He's wow. good. But now we don't have Drew Brees. I feel like if you watch a Saints game with Drew Brees at the, as a quarterback, it's like he, he snaps the ball, his head's starting looking downfield. He snaps the ball, his head's still there. And then after one second, he looks left for Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Will everyone else do that? Will Taysom do that? Will Winston do it? Uh, we all know Winston loves to chuck it. So we don't even know if he's going to be the primary quarterback, but when Taysom Hill took over last year, Alvin Kamara was still good, right? I actually don't know when that was. Looks like weeks 11 through 14, and Kamara had an eh stretch, ten points, 6. 16, 19. Not too bad, but not, not good. not too great. Not like 20 to 30. So that'll be interesting. That's a risk for sure. But he's still the guy there. And he's my MVP. Michael Thomas, same type of deal. You don't have Drew Brees throwing you the ball. You don't have the most accurate passer in football throwing you the ball. It's, it's a weird situation. It's
3: weird. I didn't know Lamar Jackson played for the Saints. Jesus. What? Mason?
0: Um, I'm going Kamara MVP. Um, And then X-Factor, I got to go with the quarterbacks because we don't really know. I don't think there's like a surefire like consensus as to whether it's Winston or Taysom Hill yet. Uh, And regardless, both of those guys, I think we can admit or maybe not necessarily last year's Drew Brees, but they're a step down from Drew Brees. So I think everyone's uh, offensive output has a chance to potentially take a hit if if these guys struggle a little bit um, at the quarterback position, regardless of who it is, so I think it'll be important to keep an eye on who emerges as the as the guy there, and then whether they can keep that job and you know actually string together some some good offensive drives.
2: And just about Hurricane Henry, it Ooh. looks like we're about to be hit pretty good with it. I'm looking at, like, the, the, the strength of the wind. And, like, once it hits us, it's still, like, 90% of strength. So, it should be good. It's going to be like getting hit by Derrick Henry, if you were a, a linebacker.
3: When is it supposed to hit yeah. us? Uh,
2: Noon tomorrow. tomorrow after, yeah. Somewhere around yeah. there. I know. Like that. I thought it was, like, Damn. Sunday night, Monday morning.
3: Damn. But, so
2: uh... Yeah, there's, like, a chance for, like, 110-mile-an-hour gusts. Dude, I'm gonna go out there with like a big tarp and just get carried away. <laughs> like <laughs> you actually would. I, I know I know. Except that, you know, I wouldn't just get carried away. I'd probably get like dragged against the concrete road and, for like 20 feet and i will be all <laughs> fucked up. Oh, well, you snap. Just just hit the side of the, the side like of Yeah, it. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be like up or something that that movie. We're just flying. Over. Oh my
0: god, it's happening! It's happening! You just face into a
2: building. <laughs>
3: It's happening.
2: <laughs> Boom. Get the camera. Got the camera.
3: Um, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to keep it this yeah. short and sweet. They suck. They stink. But it's they got fantasy guys. No more Julio, which means all the touches, all the targets at the wide receiver position are going to go to Calvin Ridley. Can he handle that workload? I don't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> yes. You say yes. He's yeah, going to be a force to record. Like
0: a significant of the se- uh, portion of the season last year? Yeah. Game? Don't you, you
3: know I drafted him first? You, but you're thinking about, you're, <laughs> you're forgetting about uh, oh, oh, Zacharias. Oh, 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 oh Defis Zacharias.
2: All of my Zach, Zach, that Well, we are actually right? forgetting
3: about someone. No, no, listen, listen. It's my turn to talk.
2: Listen. He has a talking stick.
3: I'm going to switch it up here, okay? Everyone thinking that the obvious choice for MVP on the Falcons is going to be Calvin Ridley. I'm going to say, eh, eh. Calvin Ridley is my X factor because I want to see him do it without Julio Jones for a full season. My MVP of the Atlanta Falcons is going to be don't the man that they drafted in the first round this year, Kyle Pitts. I'm picking him to be the number two tight end overall after Travis Kelsey. Number two in fantasy, Kyle Pitts. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Good God! You got it on this podcast right here. I said it here first. Kyle Pitts is going to change your fantasy league. Suck my dick. You make me want to draft him now.
2: I I was really scared you were going to say Mike Davis. Just first of all.
0: So yeah, me too. Um,
2: uh, yeah, he's a he's a phys- he's a genetic freak, as some might say.
3: He's not normal.
2: He's not normal. So, because when you look at guys like, uh, what was the other guy? Scott Steiner. He's on the Browns now. Oh. <laughs> uh, at John Austin the Browns. Hooper. When you look at guys like Austin Hooper or even talents like O.J. Howard, who were supposed to be physical freaks. Tony Gonzalez. You you see that he's not normal. Um, Kellen So, But he is a rookie, so we'll see what happens. But we have seen Titans have some success in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. So you might be right, Glenn. You might be right. But I'm still going to say it's Calvin Ridley. I mean, he is the man. Like Mason said, Julio was out a good mountain of games, and Calvin was still the guy. Except for that one game where he literally dropped a goose. Remember that? He played the whole game, but he just didn't do anything.
3: Under night football against the Packers.
2: Still finishes the number five receiver, or four, depending on your format. But, yeah, it's got to be him. But when you said Falcons at the beginning, Glenn, all I heard was, because... (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're just choke artists. I had to say it. I hate them as a franchise. I like their jerseys. I like some of their talent.
3: Dan Quinn's not the head coach anymore. So.
2: Maybe. Maybe the
3: tides have changed. We'll see. Mason, what do you got?
2: Yeah.
0: So, uh, my MVP, Calvin Ridley, uh, for, you know, what I, what Susan literally just said, obviously kind of stole my thunder a little bit there. Uh, top guy, uh, wide receiver one. He put up consistent numbers even when Julio was hurt last year. Um, and then my my X Factor is going to be Kyle Pitts. I am eager to see what he can do because he's been the, one of the most highly touted tight end prospects coming out of college for a, for a while now, I think. Um, so it will be interesting to see what he does in the NFL my eye on he's probably actually i thought he'd be ranked higher than he is but just because Titan is such a shit show i feel like you could probably get him kind of late um and he could still give you good production you know
2: yeah there's definitely some hype around him though so his adp isn't complete like trash or a secret
3: that's for sure no up. he's He's at one hundred, or what I'm looking at right now. Last but not least, in the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers.
2: The Panthers. The Panthers.
3: The Carolina Christian McCaffrey's. Right. MVP is Christian McCaffrey.
2: X Factor. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, Glenn, you were on him. He was supposed to be like rookie of the year for you, or something. No, do you think he's up? got what it takes at the Panthers now? No. No.
3: No. They still it's got true. Robbie Anderson, right? They mm-hmm. do. He sounds like a good X-Factor. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, when I think Carolina, all I think is McCaffrey. Robbie Anderson did have some value last year. Um, DJ Moore, too. I'm going Robbie Anderson. And you know what? I'm going DJ Moore as my X-Factor because – DJ Moore had some promise a couple of seasons ago. Last year he kind of fell off a little bit. Can he get back to where he was? Will he continue to trend down? Curtis Samuel's gone. So I'm going to take those
2: touches. Huh? Yeah, it's just a matter of have did they upgrade with quarterback? Did they take a step back? Uh, from what we've seen, you got to think that they took a step back by getting Sam Darnold, even over Teddy Bridgewater. So it is McCaffrey for the MVP without a freaking doubt. I gotta say DJ Moore too is X Factor. He's kinda like that next uh guy you want who could be very good for your team, but you also don't know for sure because he seems like he's in a rut. And I don't know if Sam Donald's gonna get him out of it, unfortunately. But like Mason said, Curtis Samuel's gone, so that could that could be a good thing for him.
0: All right. So a few things I gotta say. All right. Number one, MVP Christian McCaffrey. I think that's a no brainer, obviously, white Jesus. Uh, they've changed their name to the Carolina Christian McCaffrey's. So I think the, the storyline speaks for itself. You know, he's the MVP. He's, he's the guy. Uh, My X Factor, I'm going with Sam Darnold. I don't like the Jets, but I feel like Sam Darnold has potential, but the Jets are just so fucking bad that how the fuck could you ever tell if he's really good <laughs> or if he's really bad? The coaching was bad. The team around him was bad. He was Hmm. just dealt a shit hand. So Hmm. I'd like to see what he can do on a team that actually knows a little bit of what they're doing, I feel. You know, Hmm. they actually kind of have a clue. And he has some good weapons, especially with Christian McCaffrey. Um, And then finally, they have a running back on their team called Chubba Hubbard. (laughs) And I just wanted to say that because a that's man. a fucking what? sick name.
3: Yeah, he was, yeah
2: they, he was almost my MVP
3: bro. That was a rookie. A rookie, right? <laughs> they just drafted. Chubba Hubbard.
2: Yeah, Chuba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Who you have a beautiful baby boy. What's his name? Chuba.
3: Chuba. Oh, okay. You sure about that, Mrs. Hubbard? That's You're right. on a
2: lot of drugs right now. Let's, how about we wait until the morning? No, no, it's Chubb.
3: It's gonna be. You're Chubba literally Hubbard. high on fentanyl. And my boy's gonna play football. Chuba Hubbard.
2: God, wow, I damn it, she was right. Who wins? No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Who wins? <laughs> sorry. I was just going to say that Mason's right. You can't judge anyone's career on the Jets. Usually people go to the Jets to die. Uh, Sam Donald was born on the Jets, so he was destined to die, but he got out of it. He broke free. <laughs> you, If you want to use the Aaron Jones uh, phrase, he broke free. So let's see if, if this actually means anything. Or for Sam Darnold. Yes. Sam Darnold's Born to Shit, Cursed to White. Where did you hear that? I've never heard of that one. Your know. dad? Come on. It had to have been him.
0: No, I think I saw it on Reddit or something.
3: Who wins the <laughs> NFC South?
2: You say Born to Shit, Cursed to wipe. Is that it? Yeah. Go on. Uh, look, gotta look it up now. I said, who wins the NFC South? The Shit. fucking Bucks. You yeah. Sure about that? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Bucks.
2: I'm positive. I already put money in Vegas on it. I know what's gonna happen, Glenn. I've been to the future.
3: You know the, you know when the Bucks go to Gillette this year, the tickets are like Super Bowl priced. I believe.
2: And you know that people are gonna buy them. <laughs> yeah. They are going to buy them. It's like a right. once in a lifetime thing.
3: Last but not least, the NFC West. Susan, will start. With, okay, Susan, we'll start with your boy Matt Stafford on the new look Rams. The new look Rams. My uh, all, right, all right. I'm sorry. I thought you might uh, start with me. Yeah, no, go ahead. I said we'll start with your boy and Matt Stafford, and the Rams. But go ahead. Don't let me interrupt you. I keep stepping on Glenn's toes.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, they didn't really change too much in terms of fantasy offense. Like, they still have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. They have Van Jefferson from last year, except it's Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Now, the big news, unfortunately, is that Cam Akers is out for the count, unfortunately. He tore his Achilles recently, and he's out for the season. He's gone. (laughs) Which really sucks. So Daryl Henderson is the next in line at the moment. But there's been a lot of talk about Xavier Jones, who is a – he was a rookie last year, so he could be – he could step up, but right now it's Daryl Henderson because he's kind of the more proven back. So very interesting there. I wouldn't really feel too comfortable getting Henderson, especially if he's, like, within the first four rounds. But I still – I love Cooper Cup more with Stafford. I love the wide receivers more with Stafford. They actually I have Deshaun Jackson. I just noticed, but I love uh, both Cup and Robert Woods with Stafford more than I did before. Higby is interesting. I think he's a good tight end. I just don't know if he's going to be. I feel like he's going to be a little bit worse with Stafford than Goff. Glenn, I think your mic's muted. Oh, huh. that's right. And then they got tutu at well.
3: tutu? Tutu. Yep. I had to say that. I don't know why, but that post you just sent with the fucking born to kill force of shit. I am losing it over that. Just a picture of the guy.
2: I didn't click it yet, hold on. I'll just wait. That's why you were cracking up. I don't know time? I don't know
3: why it's so funny to me, but it is. It's a skeleton. Oh like it's a fuck badass
2: fuck. biker <laughs> tattoo or something. Born to shit, forced to wipe.
3: With the number two. <laughs> Born to shit, forced sure. to wipe.
2: That has to be the name of this episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Born to shit, forced to wipe. Oh, man. Oh, MVP, real quick and simple. It's going to be the Rams' defense in fantasy. I think they will finish as the number one defense this year. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league, and the second best defensive player in the league is right behind him And Jalen Ramsey. Um, They're going to be ready. The X Factor, not Stafford, man. Matt Stafford can ball out. I don't see a reason why. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Ned Bigby. I don't understand why they can't all be viable fantasy options as long as Matt Stafford's rolling. And if Matt Stafford's rolling, I don't understand why you can't put him in your starting lineup. Right? Henderson's a big question mark. They say that he's ready to take on the workload that was left by Cam Akers, obviously, with the injury. I wouldn't mind grabbing him. I wouldn't mind having Henderson as a nice RB2 in my team. I like the Rams. I like the opportunity they present for an offense. Matt Stafford is an upgrade from Jared Goff. He has a veteran experience, and he knows how to run an offense. It's just a matter if they click right away. It might take a few weeks. It might take till o- October for them to get clicking. I like it, though. Rams, you watch out for those boys.
2: Watch out. I think they could put up more than three points in the Super Bowl if they happen to make it um i'm i'm with you glenn
0: i'm going with matt stafford as my x factor uh much for like the same reasons as goff i'm interested to see what he does i think that he's gonna be a better fit here than goff is with the lions personally i just think that uh their offense has the has the capability to be dynamic Mm -hmm. and i think that matt stafford matt stafford gives them gives them that opportunity As far as my MVP goes, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with Cooper Cup, okay? I'm going to go – because I think that he's had some problems with injuries, and if he can string a full season together, especially with the addition of Matt Stafford who I think we can agree is a better pure passer than Jared Goff is. What? (laughs) Uh, I think that he can have a really good season and be the best player on this team. And that's not to say that that's not to take anything away from Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods equally has a chance to be a good pick as well. Um, But ultimately I'm going with Cooper Cup.
2: Yeah, I like him a lot. I like him better. Uh, I mean, he had a pretty big setback last year, but he'd be my MVP as well. But don't say Bob Woods, because he's been Mr. Consistent over there.
3: He also has a different Mm -hmm. jersey number this year. Now that the NFL has expand their horizons as far as restricting certain position players to have a certain set of numbers, anybody basically can be whatever the fuck they want, except the linemen.
2: They actually had a rule against that. Was it wasn't just like an unwritten thing.
3: Yep. I believe Robert yeah. Woods is like a single-digit number. Now he's not 17. Jalen Ramsey, I think, went to number five or two. That's strange, huh? Yeah, it's the a lot of
2: – uh, Actually, I got oh. it right here, I think. Tell
3: you? All I know is it's going to be weird, just like seeing some running backs with single-digit numbers, like Leonard Fournette went back to number seven. It says –
2: Robert Woods is number two, yep. which I'm All pretty I sure is different. Rams is. Uh, Rams is five. Cooper Cup's still 10.
3: Yeah. Woods used to be seven, uh, 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but number weird- two stinks. Right. I think the weirdest one's going to be uh, with Jerick McKinnon on the Chiefs. He's number one. It's weird to be a running back of number one. Anyway, moving on. San Francisco 49ers. Okay. After a shit ass year last year where everybody was hurt. Just a year after going to the Super Bowl. They got some promise. People are healthy now. Okay. They just drafted a first-round quarterback in Trey Lance. But they still got Jimmy Garoppolo. What's going to happen? I don't know. That's why that's my X factor. The quarterback position. Jimmy G and Trey Lance. One of them has to perform in order for this team to be good and fantasy relevant. My MVP. Please, this is... This is like I feel like this is like Aaron Jones part two, okay? As long as he can stay healthy, just feed Raheem Mostert. Just feed him, bro. He's so good. If he can – if you imagine if Raheem Mostert got 20 to 25 carries a fucking game. He'd be dead.
2: Okay. His <laughs> just body just can't handle it. But okay. no, I know what you mean. If he's healthy, dude, he's so efficient. He, you saw what he would do with one play, or with five or ten carries. Right. It's crazy. He's really fast. Raheem
3: Mostert, give me him all day for the MVP of the San Francisco 49ers. I know Kittle's there, but that's the obvious choice. I like to mix it up, okay? I like to mix it up. I like to be unique. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York.
2: Not typical, right? Not typical. Atypical. That's fair. I am still going. Someone's got to pick him, right? I'm going to go with Kittle as my MVP. Okay. But my X Factor is going to be someone who was on Mason's team, but was actually pretty good. Brandon Ayuk, he was a rookie last year. He uh, he had a slow start. He missed week one, but he began to string some games together. He missed four games total at the end of the season and the beginning and the middle too, but he he was pretty good. He was a wide receiver three, unfortunately, but – again he missed some games but when the games that he did play he was very pretty much consistent getting you 10 to 20 points almost always i think he's going to step up even better regardless of the quarterback i still love debo samuel but i like actually i mean i like them both but I, i'd rather go with uh, ayuk on this one i think he could be really really good for your team especially if he's just your flex guy or your second flex if you're in a league like ours
0: um Mason. Yeah, good thing you changed your name to Thunderstealer, Sousa, because I have the same fucking thing. Kittle's my MVP, because that's like, duh. And then uh, my X Factor is Brandon Ayuk, because number one, obviously I'm biased. He was one of the only people who was consistent on my team last year. Uh, and... But also, I think that we saw him have big play capability we I think you the the play that I remember the most from him is that touchdown he scored where it was like a 60 yard screen pass and he yeah. just hauled ass and then jumped over somebody into the end zone yeah 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 that's big play capability right there man uh and yeah so
2: that's that's my guy that's my guy right there just so I don't steal your thunder this next time you'll go before me how about that okay all right perfect
0: perfect, perfect.
2: perfect. he had to go pee god damn it so who should we do next
0: um i don't know we normally just try and kill time some stupid shit happened the last time that we did this i remember that
2: when someone leaves you mean yeah, then we just got kind of to kill to start talking about Peyton Barber. We can move oh on. Glenn God, already took. Right. His, oh, Glenn already made his pick.
0: I guess we could start talking about the Seahawks.
2: I was thinking the same it's thing. So let's bring stuff. up. Let's bring the Seahawks, and here he is now. Oh, there we go. He turned into a poop. You know what oh, they, they say. Born the to shit. First to
3: First to wipe. Um. Seahawks is what I heard. Seahawks, yep. Seahawks. Seattle, Seahawks.
2: Did we say who's gonna win the previous division?
3: Yeah, the NFC South Bucks. Oh yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um Seattle? Seahawks. MVP, yeah. Because this team, it's a good fantasy team, but I feel like I do the same thing every year, okay? I pick a wide receiver. Well, uh, usually I pick Russ as MVP, but I, this year, I guess it's different. I pick the same X Factor every year, and it's Chris Carson, okay? He's the X Factor. Why? Because he has that potential to be an RB1. He usually finishes as an RB2, but... Is, are you sitting on the floor right now? What's going on? Me? Yeah.
2: No, I was I was lowering my desk.
0: All I could just see was Sousa just go. He was just like...
2: No, her. I have a stand-up desk because I was it. working from home for such a long time. So I got one because yeah. sitting down a lot is kind like... of annoying. So I was just standing for a little bit. I almost said no.
3: Uh, Chris Carson's the X Factor. The MVP is going to be Donkey Kong Metcalf because he is a beast, and don't be surprised if he takes the throne at number one receiver for the year. Fantastic. He is
2: a beast. I told Mason he'd go before me, so I don't steal his thunder again. Right. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm going with I'm going with Metcalf as my MVP. I think that he's just. He's, he's that guy, man, you know? He's, he is a specimen, okay? He's a fucking, like you said, he's a beast. Um, my X Factor, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson, because uh, I feel like he started off really hot last year, but then he tapered off a little bit from the middle toward the end of the season. Or it could have just been uh, that my memory is shit. And I'm forgetting that he was actually really good. But oh. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson,
2: Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty good. Last he started year? off as hot as he freaking good, thirty points in three straight games. He slowed down a little bit at the end of the year, like he wasn't really getting thirty points at twenty, high twenties and low thirties. He started to get like teens, fourteen, sixteen. 20, 13, 19. But he still finishes QB6. He's still the guy. He's still the man. You could trust mm-hmm.
0: Why do I feel like he... Maybe... Did I have him? Oh, I think I... Mm-hmm. I think I was confusing last year for when I had him the year prior and he was not that great. Silly me. But...
2: What are you guys doing? I don't know. Glenn starts playing with his lips, and I did too. My lips? Yeah. You know what I mean, right? My butthole lips. Oh, God. I can't even picture that. Do and I don't want to either. I don't um, want to throw up. So, what were your picks, Mason? Are you still trying to find a way to shit on Russell Wilson?
0: <laughs> I was, but I guess I should probably
2: He's just give a rest. Top ten guy his whole life, top five most so of the
3: Mason shits on Russell Wilson. He goes off, wins MVP.
2: So draft Russell Wilson is what you're saying. Um, my MVP will be Russell Wilson because he has really been consistent on a yearly basis. Um, top ten every year except his rookie year where he was or his first year when he was ranked 11. <laughs> so he's been he's been nasty. Everyone else I feel like can kind of fluctuate. Chris Carson he's been pretty solid the last two years yep. but I honestly do feel like Rashad Penny he's still there he could yep. cut he could get involved more and Carson does have uh, injury concerns. I mean he missed a few games last year. DK Metcalf he went off, but I feel like it was on big efficiency. Only 83 receptions, but he still had 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. That might be an outlier. He might go down a little bit. He still should be pretty good. My next factor will actually be Tyler Lockett because I still think he's pretty good. Again, he's more boom-bust type of guy for sure, but you're not going to have to pay as high a price as you would for Metcalf. You could still get those same explosive week-winning games. So, uh, yeah. They also got Gerald Everett, by the way, at tight end. He was on the Rams before. Not that the tight end position is that relevant there, but it's just interesting Could to be? know. Could be.
3: And when they had Jimmy Graham?
2: Yeah. Right. Had like eight touchdowns somehow. Yeah. Still sucked.
3: And then last but not least, we'll round things out in the NFC with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, this is a fun-ass team. I like this yep. team. The MVP, of course, is going to be K1 Kyler Murray, who... Also, could be a dark horse to be the best fantasy quarterback in the league in twenty twenty one. Don't be surprised if you look at the charts at the end of the year and say, "Holy shit, Kyler Murray is number one fantasy quarterback." Man, I remember when Glenn said on the Stellar Shutter podcast, sponsored by Ready to Rumble Vibrators, "I just might win a free vibrator this year."
2: Sponsored by? They say that. Sponsored by Ready to Rumble Vibrators.
3: Right. Um. X Factor. Okay. Okay. X-Factor is going to be Chase Edmonds. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a beast. He could also be a candidate for MVP, but he's not really an X-Factor. You know what you're going to get with DeAndre Hopkins. The X-Factor is going to come from the running back position. If Chase Edmonds is great, like he's shown he could be in flashes for a whole season, we might have something dangerous on our hands. We might have uh, David Johnson – numbers from Chase Edmonds. I'm talking David Johnson, Cardinals numbers. However, if Chase Edmonds can't handle the full workload and becomes a bum, they got James Conner from the Pittsburgh Steelers. How's that going to work out? I don't know. That's why it's my X factor. And that's why I'm going to let you guys talk about it.
2: Yeah, Edmonds... When Kenyon Drake was there last year, we saw Edmonds look really good. It it makes you wonder, like, why even force Drake 20 touches when Chase looks like the guy to have? So if you can picture that type of playmaking ability all game, you could have something serious. But then there's the James Conner aspect where it's like, oh, there's another guy who could potentially not only just take some work, but like half or more. Of the work, so it's like that's really annoying. Another hindrance on Chase Edmonds, so a little risky there. But I definitely rather have Edmonds over Connor for sure. Connor is a kind of a dart throw; he could pan out, but that uh, you'd pretty much need an injury there. Kyler Murray for sure MVP. I 100% agree with that. He, I, I agree that he not only could be the number one quarterback, but I'm going to rank him as my number one quarterback. Just a spoiler alert for our QB show later to come. My X Factor, I can't wait to say this, It's going to be A.J. Green. Son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Don't tell me you were going to say A.J. Green. Of course Mason. I was going to say A.J. Green. What do you mean, of course? Everyone hates him.
3: How exactly. You- I like A.J. Green.
2: <laughs> I can't Shut believe up. anyone was, I didn't even know you guys even knew he was there.
0: I'm looking at the roster.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's – he's not the one. I obviously got Hopkins. But I feel like you'd be a very uh, good supporting wide receiver there. I I had him last year. I was really hopeful that he was going to come back after two seasons of – two injury-plagued seasons that he was going to be something. He wasn't at all. Uh, But a lot of that was some really bad targets that just – could not hit him he had 104 targets 47 receptions last year that's yeah that's less than 50 percent catch rate less so if you have a good quarterback like kyler and defensive pressure off of him because they're looking at hopkins trying to double cover him i think he could get something he's old he's 33 years old he's probably old and busted but He's an X-Factor. I don't know. I don't know. I want to see it happen. I want to I can't, see I can't
3: wait until I see AJ Green and Sousa's lineup again. <laughs> We're all just going to be like...
2: god gonna... on. I know. Basically. I know. Sousa took mine.
3: So. so just shut up then. Don't say a
0: word. No, I'm
2: not. How does this keep happening? Can I say, man? dude, born to shit, forced
0: to
3: wipe. Forced to wipe. That's, That's going to be... Uh, uh, that should be a fantasy team name, but... Then going to be Katie's best friend. So, um, now, right. did you have an MVP, Mason?
0: Uh, yeah, my MVP is Kyler. I think Your X that... Factor.
3: Why? um, what do you, you know. see in AJ Green that Susan might not see?
0: uh, turf toe. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um fucked up. yeah, well, whatever. Uh, no, I mean, I think for a lot of the reasons that Sousa said, uh, you know, they have Deandre Hopkins, obviously probably the best or one of the best wide receivers in the league year in year out. Uh, and he doesn't really need any extra help, but they, if, if, the Cardinals could just get another guy who was serviceable. As you guys know, I've been pounding the drum for Christian Kirk for a few years. I think I'm finally about to put that drum in the closet uh, and stop doing that. But you, you just need another guy to, to be able to take the targets that don't go to Hopkins. And I think A.J. Green could potentially be that guy. Uh, you know, sometimes guys just really need a change of scenery. I mean, he had a lot of injuries in Cincinnati. Um, and obviously Cincinnati wasn't the, hasn't been the best for a while. Uh, they looked like they were trained, uh, turning things around with Joe Burrow last year, obviously he gets hurt. And then it's right back to what we always known the Cincinnati Bengals as being a shit bum organization. So maybe change of scenery. will do him some good. Maybe he'll get healthy. Maybe scallops will fly out of my pants,
1: but
2: you never know. the yeah, Oh man, I just keep, I just keep interrupting Glenn. I was just gonna say quickly two things. One was that a- AJ Green, for perspective, is a t- only a tad bit older than Julio Jones. Okay, so it's not like he's like impossibly old to do anything good. And the last thing is that they have Ito Smith. Fido on the Cardinals.
3: Fido, Fido Smith. Fido Smith. Smith. Who wins the NFC West? That's a tricky <coughs> one.
0: I'm going Rams.
2: What? Maddie Stafford. Yep. <laughs> um. <coughs> I'm going to go It's see the Cardinals or Seahawks for me. I see the same thing in both teams. I'm going to go with
3: the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's
2: going to be a, a yeah. good battle for the division. Yeah, I think that was the only division that
3: we've all disagreed about. Um... Yeah. And then it's going to
2: be the 49ers.
3: No, well, I, I, think wrong. I think we disagreed about the uh, and, uh, the AFC North.
2: AFC? You think I remember that?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think we disagreed. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did for that one, too. Yeah, that'll do it. We come back in next week. We're going to be talking quarterbacks and wide receivers. Quarterback. Just before yo Wall draft. Quarterback. Um, anything you guys want to plug? You want to plug your Twitter handles? Uh, yeah,
0: I'm at M underscore 77, I think.
3: Yeah, tweet at I Mason I barely if, you go want, on Twitter. if you want to get some stuff off your chest. It doesn't tweet as much as we used to because Boyd, I'm saying those tweets suck.
2: I would like no. to plug... Ready to rumble vibrators again. Into your butt. Oh, man. No, they actually have a new model where you actually plug it into the wall. It's more effective than battery operated because you need a lot more power with this one. It spins. That's all I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: It spins. That's all I'm going to say. I think you said it all. Um, Personally, my favorite one.
3: Follow the fuck is the Twitter handle. Mason, you're supposed to know this.
2: Uh, You always Stellar Pod, isn't it? Stellar Stellar Pod.
3: It's at Stellar underscore Pod on Twitter. Shit. Where the tweets just are flowing. Make sure you like them, retweet them, tell your friends, send us direct messages. If you just like the show, tell us that. DM us. If you got questions for us. Whether they're fantasy questions, football questions, life questions, ask us. and we can, yeah. either, we can either send you a personal message via text or voicemail, or we can answer them on the pod if they're appropriate. If they're We'd not love appropriate, to give our opinion on whether or not you should divorce your wife. Right. Because the answer is usually always yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the Instagram is at Pod. Uh, you can follow that. We're going to be putting up our quarterback and wide receiver rankings for next week's episode on there so you can see it, what we think is going to happen for the 2021 season. Even if you give a fuck. If you don't give a fuck, just like the photo. Let us know that you saw it by liking it. Mm. And then Mason is still working on the Snapchat. Still working on it. Yeah, hopefully, um, it's, hopefully it's up by the regular season. That way you can send us nudes. Um you, you can, uh, you know. Oh well, no 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 no! I don't send nudes on the Snapchat. That's for the uh,
0: established only fans. That's oh. it. Oh,
3: you know only fans supposed to tell them yet. You know only fans is actually getting rid of, I think, sexually explicit content in, the, in October or September. Something Just like porn. Content. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, what the fuck's it's, the point of it if it's not? I'm so still post nudes. That's what I was gonna think. Nudes are still sexually explicit content is it
0: no nope. i don't see why not. you can just be like oh it's just art i'm just expressing
2: myself oh it's not like shoving a ready normal vibrator in your ass or something <laughs> like acts <laughs> like acts like that on video is not allowed but you can have a picture see i can you I have video i you haven't been, been on it is it just people have. pay to see your video content i mean there's other yeah mediums for that i feel like only fans is special because of the sexual stuff
3: no i mean i, mean, I agree thing for only fans like people post different content on their videos maybe blogs vlogs.
2: i mean they have like patreon and stuff for people who want to pay f- for your follow you and stuff i don't know
3: i don't know i mean i might just do a poll what would you rather have a stellar seller snapchat or a seller seller only trans? Uh, I mean, at nice. least Snapchat's free. You know, you don't have to pay to see our nudes. But OnlyFans. But, but we get money, though, on OnlyFans. Right.
2: They help out the show. Right. Oh, yeah, well, speaking of that, special thanks to, you again, Jay Garrison for the HBO Max credentials. It's really uh, really. I'm glad we're all
3: taking full advantage of that. Appreciate you.
2: <laughs> Mason's checked out. Hmm.
3: Yeah. That'll do you. <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> guys, let's get the fuck out of here.
1: Bye-bye.